Hello, beautiful people, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, beautiful people. My name is Alicia Anise, and I am happy that you are here. Sorry in advance for the noise. We have someone cutting the grass. I was trying to wait it out a little bit, but we're just going to keep going because it's natural. It happens. Grass has to get cut. But I hope that you're doing wonderful. I hope that you're having a great day. Um, this week for me has been a resting week. Um, I haven't really been doing much, which is kind of a lie because I kind of have been doing stuff behind the scenes. Um, and that's more about like how we have to make sure that people see what we're doing for it to be like recognized for us to feel like we're doing something like somebody has to hand clap us or celebrate us um, in order to feel like we're doing something. But that's not true. So anyway, I have been resting mostly this week. I haven't been doing a lot of uh, talking. <laughs> Sorry if you hear the noise. <laughs> this is so crazy. Okay. Yes, I have been doing a lot of talking, um, a lot of live streaming, none of that. I just been kind of kind of chilling and I needed that because I've been tired. Um, and usually I like to work through my exhaustion. I'm just like, whatever, it just has to get done. And I said, you know what? It doesn't. Does it have to get done? And does it have to get done right now, today, in this moment? Can I do it later? You know what I'm saying? So I'm here. So welcome everybody. I'm happy that you're here. I hope that you're doing well. I hope your week is going well. And again, I apologize for the noise. You know, people gotta make their money. People have to um, cut the grass. So this is where we are. Hi, Southern Rose, Tia D. Welcome, welcome. Hi, PJ Afro Blue. Hello, 92, excuse me. Hello, good morning. Hi, Syl Maniki. Maniki, I apologize if I'm saying this wrong, but welcome. I'm happy that you're here. All right, so. <laughs> Hi, Deshaun Burns. Hey, Alicia, girl, I just love you and your videos pure. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing that with me. That's very kind of you. I appreciate you. All right, so today I want to talk about jealousy and envy. Um, yes. So, hi. Hi, Picky Girl Travels the World. Hi, Adelia. Hi, good morning. Hi, gorgeous one. Good morning. Yes, yes. Hi, Lamone. Welcome. Or Lemon, Lamone. Hi, Coco Acolor. I hope I'm saying that right. Good morning. So, yeah. So, this week I've just been doing a lot of laying down, a lot of sitting down, a lot of being quiet and listening, journaling, you know, taking in things, just taking care of myself, doing a whole lot of nothing. And I really like that for myself. <laughs> Um, and, it, and it's crazy because I feel like I haven't always felt that way. Like I, I used to berate myself, like, this is a day that you're missing. You're not getting stuff done. And, you know, and then you realize if I don't get it done, the world doesn't fall apart. Um, but if I do get it done, I fall apart. Right. So I'd rather the world fall apart than me <laughs> because the world will figure itself out. Somebody else will clean up the mess. Right. Um, but me, myself, <laughs> me, myself personally, like I have to take care of myself. I have to be well in order to do the work that I want to do. And I want to be well in general to enjoy the life I want to live. So yeah, so this week has been really good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I usually go live a lot. And I'm like, I don't feel like it. And that's good enough reason to not do it. I don't, I'm not feeling it today. So, um, so yes. So hi, hi. <laughs> Eating a lot of pizza, <laughs> watching a lot of things, um, supporting other people, allowing other people to do their work and supporting them in their work. So, so yes, yes. Um, hi, Vam Experience. Good morning. I'm happy that you're here. Welcome. Welcome. I hope you enjoy this live. Um, hi, Nonconformist. I love that name. Um, great Rising. You're phenomenal. So are you. Thank you so much. And in Alicia fashion, I don't know where my glasses are. That's okay. We're just, we're just going to get through this. <laughs> okay. All right. So this morning, so I do devotionals in the morning and um, it includes like prayer, reading, reading scripture, reading books, listening to content, podcasts, that encouraged me sitting down, being quiet, stretching. Um, I try to, I'm trying to implement 
in the morning time for myself, like pouring into myself wholeheartedly, like forgetting everything else, not checking my phone first, all this stuff, and just like going for it, um, going for taking care of myself because everything else can wait. Not, a lot of stuff that we talk about that, that is urgent or we feel like it's urgent and we have to get it done, it can wait. Um, but taking care of myself cannot. And I have put myself on the back burner a lot, even in the work that I do. Like I'm so caught up with like encouraging other people and like black women and championing them and doing all this stuff and even serving them in programs and all this other stuff that like I forsook myself, forsook, forsaked, forsaken. <laughs> English is hard. Um, but like I really had to check in with myself because I was supposed to start a program in July. It is July. It's the end of July. I was supposed to start it in the beginning of July and it just wasn't, it just didn't feel like it was the right time. It didn't feel like it was the right time. And so I decided instead of pushing through anyway, to listen to myself, to be like, no, this don't feel like the month. And this month, a lot has happened that I needed to be present for, right? So I'm happy that I listened to my spirit. I'm happy I listened to my soul and was like, it's gonna be okay. Like whatever you're gonna do, it can wait. Um, we traveled a lot. There was a lot of like inner work that I had to do just taking care of myself, being there for people. Um, and I and I got to meet those needs because I wasn't uh, pushing myself beyond my limits. And so talking about jealousy and envy, like, so I was reading 1 Corinthians and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to reference scripture here, um, but we're going to get into it in a second. But I was reading 1 Corinthians 3, talking about jealousy and envy of other people. And um, let's go back. Ecclesiastes is one of my favorite books, period. Like, it really talks about how consumed we are with competition. And this is the thing. I know a lot of people don't like the Bible, doesn't, don't like Christianity, and I feel you, I understand, right? But for me, scripture helps me like decolonize myself. It helps me to ground myself because even the way that the people are talking about scripture and Christianity and all this other stuff, it's not even what God intended. That's a whole other conversation for another day. And so when I'm able to read the scripture and really apply it to my life, I'm able to apply those same principles, those lessons and things like that to my life. So, so talking about jealousy and envy in Ecclesiastes and how a lot of people are doing stuff out of vain ambition. A lot of people are doing things not because they feel called or not because they feel like something in their soul is like, let's do this thing. It's like, I, don't, I wanna have significance. I don't wanna be left behind. I don't want to be forgotten. I want to make an impact on people's lives. Like, you know, I want to be seen. And nothing is wrong with those things. I think everybody is, is supposed to be seen in some capacity. Everybody is supposed to be supported and uplifted by their community. But a lot of times we're doing stuff because we're envious. We're doing stuff because we don't feel like we're enough, right? We're doing stuff, pushing ourselves beyond our limits because of conditioning, because being told that, you know, our worth is tied up with how much work we do or how much, how much people can consume us or can consume what we put out or what we create. And so we start to see ourselves separate from the things that we do. And we start to see ourselves as something that is not sacred. I hope that, I hope that I'm being clear. So, so when I was reading this morning, so I've been keeping that in the forefront of my mind. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? Am I doing this out of vain ambition? Am I doing this because I want to be seen? Am I doing this because I don't feel like I'm enough? Am I doing this because I'm envious, because I'm jealous, because I want what this person has? Am I doing something because of those reasons? Or am I doing something because it calls to my soul and my spirit? even how I'm doing something, right? Like, oh, this person set up their thing like this. Maybe I should do it the same way, right? Because obviously, this, if that's the only way that I've seen people do it, then I'm gonna go to that. But like listening in and being quiet enough to be like, actually, I wanna do something else and giving myself permission to, to fumble and make mistakes and figure it out along the way. Um, excuse me. So yeah, so a lot of 
things that we do are because of our lack of seeing ourselves as worthy and as enough and abundant right now, right here. So yeah, I'm happy that you all are here too. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the Dark Nate says, the Bible has real wisdom in it when stupid people aren't twisting it. That part, that part. The Bible been in the wrong hands, allowing people to do the wrong things. Um, and that's really frustrating to me. It's annoying. And I'm even unlearning a lot of things, decolonizing my faith, you know, deconstructing it, tearing it apart, questioning things, pushing back on things like, ah, what does this mean really, right? Like, so yeah, so anyway. So this morning I was reading 1 Corinthians 3 and I got to verse three. And what really showed to me was that if you are jealous of or envious of other people, you're not operating in the spiritual, right? And so for me, spiritual doesn't just mean, it doesn't just mean like God, right? I mean, God, yes, as source, as spirit, however you wanna identify God for yourself, of the great spirit, whatever, right? Like, no, but spirit is about abundance, <laughs> like abundance. When we are jealous and envious of other people, we are operating in lack. We're operating in scarcity. We're operating in the systems of this culture, especially in the West. The West, everything is held up by scarcity, by violence, by theft, by lack, by insecurity, right? Like everything here, that's, that's what makes America float. <laughs> that's what makes America great, right? Like the lack, the lack. And there has to be somebody at the bottom for people to win, right? Just think about it, capitalism in this sense, right? There has to be somebody at the bottom for someone to win, which means that we need people lacking. We need people lacking. We need people fearing themselves and fearing each other and being envious. We need people to be jealous of one another so that they buy things, so that they consume things. We need people to feel like they're not worth anything so that they spend money trying to be worthy or they do things trying to be worthy. Because if you don't know your worth, I can manipulate, manipulate you, right? Like I can play with you. I can, I can control you. I can control you. So, okay, so yeah, so. So I said, people of this world act that way in scarcity and in lack, right? But you're not limited to the culture of the world. You're a spiritual being. Whatever your background is, you're not of this world. Even thinking like, I was gonna say logically, but whatever. Thinking in a real world, world sense, America is a very young country. <laughs> it's a very young country. How things have been here have not always been, right? But we're judging our sacred beings by this system, by these systems that are oppressive and harmful as if we are not sacred, as if we are not important or, or abundant, as if our fellow man is not important or abundant. Right? And so why? Why are we doing this? There's scarcity and lack without abundance, without God, without spirit, however you want to say, right? And so when we talk about sin, even this idea of sinning, what sin really is, is a violation of other people. When you think about theft or lying or murder, these different things, like these offenses to other people, they're all rooted in lack in some way. They're all rooted in lack. Like, because if I, if I knew that what I have, first of all, if people weren't hoarding resources, that's another conversation, people wouldn't have to steal, okay? If people weren't hoarding resources, which is greed, which is, and greed, the root of greed is lack and scarcity, right? Hoarding resources, which, which makes people consider stealing, theft, to get what they need, right? Stealing from other people or being envious of other people, right? It's this idea that they have something that I don't have or they have something that I can't see within myself. It's all lack, it's all scarcity. And that's like the root of a lot of things. Um, 
Yes, and it's a violation of other people because something in us is lacking, whether it's resources or just the inability to see ourselves. Yes, so. Um, so bear with me, y'all. I'm trying to get through this. Um, but if we're operating in a spiritual or an abundance and trusting God in the timing of our lives, there's security now. There's no fear. There's no fear. And maybe that envy and jealousy, that envy and jealousy, this is for myself, <laughs> notes to myself. And maybe that envy and jealousy are signs of disobedience. And this is something I wrote to myself. Call it whatever you want. But God gave you an assignment and a dream, a desire, right? Desires are not bad. You wanting something that you see someone else doing is not bad, right? It's a sign to yourself that you want it. I've said to myself before, um, I've said before here, that envy is not bad because I don't envy people who want to climb Mount Everest. I don't. Why? Because I don't want to do it. But I envy other people who are doing what I want to do. And instead of seeing those people as a permission slip for me to do the thing I want to do, I see, I see it, if I'm looking through the lens of lack, I'm saying that person has what I want and they're doing what I want to do. So now I have to be envious and jealous of them. Right? Like instead of being like, oh shoot, somebody's doing what I want to do. That, get, that shows me that it can be done and that gives me permission to do the thing my own way and maybe I can even link up with them to collaborate so that we can do it together so I don't have to do it alone, right? When we opt into abundance instead of scarcity and lack, we have more. Abundance creates more abundance, right? Abundant thinking creates more abundance. Oh, yay. Hi, Mara. It's always good to see you. Hello, hello. Um, let's see. Aligned and abundant, decolonizing my faith. Didn't know I needed to hear that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I didn't coin that term. Other people have been, um, but it is, it gives language to what I feel like I've been trying to do. It's like, what am I, like, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in spirit. Yes, I believe, right? But like, I don't believe what they're saying. I don't believe their interpretation of this. I don't believe their lies, and I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's lies. I don't stand for what people, ha what violence people have done using scripture, using God, right? And I don't believe that's God. I believe that's them co-opting something to make it convenient for them to do something like manifest destiny, right? Like these kinds of things, um, slavery, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes, yes. Hi, Syl. Um, I'm an atheist. Nevertheless, I really do appreciate you and the encouragement you give to us. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being here and listening and hearing my heart and what I'm trying to say. I respect all beliefs. Listen, I get it. I get it. Um, let's see. Alana Abundant says, if you don't know your value, you can be controlled. Yes. Yes. I can make you, if, if I'm saying you're here and value is here, I can make you do anything to get from here to here. Like I can influence you at least, right? But at most, like, yes, I can control you. I can control you. Hey, Alexis Fowler, good morning, good morning. Um, hi, Easier Said with Meg, it's always good to see you. Um, my thing isn't like, my thing isn't like envy or, and jealousy, but when I have any romantic partner, I place them way above me. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like my girlfriend is out of my league when she's literally with me, so she's not out of my league. Exactly, right? Like, and we all have, <laughs> we all have those things, right? Like. This feeling of, it's, it's almost like a lack of self-worth. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Let me not highlight you. But I, I struggle with that as well. Like feeling like I am deserving of something or am I, can I do this thing? There are things that I want to do and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Like I'm afraid of losing this thing. I'm afraid now that I have it, this thing that I've always wanted, now I'm afraid of losing it because I'm not good enough to keep it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. Hi, Gorgeous One. Gorgeous One says, so true, America is very young compared to other countries. Yes, in other ways of thinking and like, anyway, 
America is like a young child that rebelled against its mom, Great Britain, that part. But also, are we really rebelling against Great Britain? I have thoughts. I don't think that we're as disconnected from Great Britain as we say that we are, but that's another conversation for another day. Yay, I love that y'all talking to each other in the chat. Um, yes, it's been twisted to fit their narrative. Yes, exactly. Hi, Miss Lavender, hello, hi. As always, as always, your videos are amazing and speaking true. Thank you, and thank you for the butterflies and the hearts and the rainbows. That's definitely my vibe. I'm happy that you're here. Okay, yes, so, what was I saying? Okay, yes, so for me, God gave me an assignment and I refused to do it. And now I see someone else doing it and it triggers something within me. It resonates with me because my soul knows that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it's like a reminder. Like God is offering a reminder like, hey, <laughs> hey, remember I gave you this idea? Hey, here's somebody else. Hey, hey girl, right? Like <laughs> do the thing. But instead of opting into like, oh, you know what? Let me actually do the thing my way with what I have. I'm like, I one feel inferior I may feel inferior to that person. I may be envious or jealous of that person. And I've and I've I've heard and maybe at some level felt sometimes like, oh, they took my idea. There's no new ideas. There's no new idea. I'm here to break it to you. There are no new ideas. Scripture says there's no new ideas under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Audrey Lord said something similar where she I'm paraphrasing her. Um, but she said, like, there's no new ideas. There's only new ways of doing things or new like vehicles from which like to do the things, right? Like there are no new ideas. We're all out here doing the work that we're supposed to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we're, we're not disconnected from Britain, only disconnected through vocab and diction. Hello? <laughs> That's it. Because it's giving little Britain over here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And obviously, like, yes, there are, there are different things in the government and all this other stuff. But we're really like, we're like this. If not like this, we're like this. We're side by side. <laughs> Good morning, um, Mrs. Colette S. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, hi, Dreesy. Good morning. I didn't see you there. Good morning. Happy that you're here. Okay. So yes. So yes. Yeah. So it could be a reminder for myself to do the thing and not be envious. There's no need for envy. So then I go down, um, <clears throat> excuse me, verse six and seven. I don't even know what it says, but either way, the notes that I wrote down was we want credit for stuff when it's God speaking and working through us. So that goes back to that feeling of, um, that feeling of, that's my idea. This is my thing. Only I can do this thing. That feeling like of ownership of an idea, of a concept, when really we are all made up of other people's ideas and concepts. Like the I'm grateful for the wisdom that's around me for the amazing. Oh, hi, Miss Lorraine. Sorry, y'all. Hi, Miss Lorraine. I'm gonna read your comment in a second, but it's good to see you. Um, but yes, like I'm so grateful for the wisdom of my ancestors, of the people around me, of my peers, of people on the internet, books that I'm reading, right? Like the Bible, all these different things, spirit, God, like I am a conduit, right? I'm, I'm a reserve kind of in the way that I am receiving information and applying it to my life, but I'm a conduit through which this information can flow. And so I don't own ideas. I don't own concepts. I don't, I don't even, I might coin terms on accident, but like even that is made up from the idea of ideas and work of other people, right? And so I, so I wrote down, we want credit for stuff when it's God speaking and working through us. And so the scripture basically says like, you know, one person waters, another person plants, but it's God who makes the thing grow. And again, like we're all working alongside each other. There is no competition. <laughs> we're all doing, like, even if 
there are, I'm sure there are thousands of people online right now talking about the same thing I'm talking about, right? But nobody can talk about it the way that I can talk about it. And it's my business to mind my business. <laughs> it's my business to be myself, right? To be Alicia, because I can't be nobody else. I cannot, I can't be anybody else. But anyway, so in the garden, in this great garden of the world of this time, you know what I'm saying? Like not everything grows, right? Just think about when you plant stuff, when you plant seeds in, in a real garden, not every seed grows, right? But it's God who makes the seed grow. We can't see what's happening underneath the soil or what's happening down there. We plant the seed, we water it, and we pray for the best. We pray for the best. And it's the same thing with our own work, our own being, right? Like we show up, we do our best and allow God to do the rest. I did what I could, I'm gonna sit down. That's it, right? But I don't own anything. I don't own anything. And so whether I'm working alongside somebody who's doing the same work, we both have our purposes and we're both important. And it's better for us to lock together as opposed to be opposed, as opposed to being opposed to each other. <laughs> you know, that, that's the best way to operate. Anyway, so note to myself, focus on doing your own work. Jealousy and envy will make you jump out of your lane and focus and mimic other people's business and mind other people's business, which is a distraction. People are not served when you are minding other people's business, when you're trying to be somebody else. People are not served when you're consumed by other people and what other people are doing or judging yourself and, and playing small because you feel like somebody else took up space or you're trying to compete with other people. You're not served. You're probably not in alignment. You're not, you're not well. And the people that you're trying to serve are not gonna be served well either. Um, yes, turn page. <laughs> Verse 15, what I wrote for myself is envy and jealousy will, care, will, will cause you, excuse me, to build the wrong building. Envy and jealousy will cause you to build the wrong building. You'll get, you'll get away with it, but it won't stand. So think about this. A lot of times like we're told to compete, to go out in the world and compete for the thing. We're at a job, we gotta compete for this position or this raise or whatever the heck, like employee of the month, right? And so you're doing all this work to build, to climb this ladder. And then you get to the top of the ladder and you look down and you realize, I actually don't wanna be here. I actually hate this. Why am I here, right? And sometimes it's because like, we just need time to get to where we're, we're gonna get to. There's, there's grace for ourselves, but sometimes it is because we've been competing and envious of other people or what other people have. Or we get to the top of the ladder and we've done all this work and now you realize, oh shoot, there is no rest at the top of this ladder. There's another ladder to, cr to climb. <laughs> because we've been envious and jealous of other people. Like the buildings that we're building is not real. It's straw and hay, right? It'll burn up because it's not real. It's not stone, it's gonna burn up. And so the next part I got to was like, what is the cost of envy and jealousy? And we'll get to that in a second, but I wanna see what y'all are saying in the chat. <laughs> so yes, Miss Lorraine, it's so good to see you, okay. I've been doing the sacred work since 1978. Shout out to you, Miss Lorraine. Um, I was raised knowing I am more than enough. I love that. Specifically valued and loved deeply. I've always known that I'm called to the work I do. I'm called to serve, teach, support, and encourage. I know my path. I am rooted in spirit and ancestral wisdom. Yes. When I meet someone I respect and value, I want others to meet them. Yes. There are so many people whose souls need food. Absolutely. Ooh, I love that. There are so many people whose souls need food. I'm in a constant state of growth, wanting to learn God's abundance, God's abundance and blessing on your, sorry, Miss Lorraine, I don't know if I got the second half, but yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Oh, wait, God is my fan. Yes, yes. God is my fan. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's what the asterisk. Okay. That's what the asterisk was for. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that, Miss Lorraine. I appreciate that. And I love that when you said that 
there are so many people whose souls need food, right? Like who's not being fed because we feel like our food is not good enough. You ever been hungry and you don't care what someone cooks for you, but you just want to eat? Like a lot of us are like, we're starving spiritually, but then other people are starving because we're not showing up in the way that we can or we should, or we feel called to. And like, we think that we have to create like filet mignon, for example, for this example. And um, I don't know, what, what, is, what is some other food? Escargot, that's fancy, I don't know. You, you can tell I don't eat it, but <laughs> we're so worried about like whether our noodles are gonna be good enough or our um, broccoli and chicken or whatever the heck is gonna be good enough. And it is, people just, people just want food. Whatever that is, whatever your gift is, people want what you have. Again, whether it's a smile, or maybe it is an organization, or maybe it is a movement, or a song, or whatever the heck, a hug. People need what you have. So thank you for sharing that, Miss Lorraine. I appreciate that. Oh, yay. Hi, Rochelle Walker. Welcome, welcome. The Dark Knight says this is actually a less commonly talked about sin, which is sloth. Mm-hmm. It's when you don't take good actions because of doubt or sluggishness. Thank you, The Dark Knight, for sharing this because people will say like, oh, it's laziness, right? Like they'll blanket statement and be like, oh, you're just lazy. And a lot of people are not lazy. One, a lot of people are tired, but a lot of people are also like afraid. We don't talk enough about that. Like we don't do that. Like, and then you feel shame for not doing the thing. You feel shame for being afraid. You feel shame for not showing up. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I do. Hey, JB from London. Welcome, welcome. From Maryland, hello, from across the pond. <laughs> um, I have been triggered in certain ways regarding church service, yes. Even though I know it's not for me in the same way, it's still like, that could be me, but I know I don't want it, it's confusing. Tell me more, I would love to hear more about that. Um, Mira Sparkles, like, whoa? Myra Sparkles, like, I'm saying this wrong, forgive me, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, I'm happy that you're here. Hi, Jay Harrison, welcome, welcome. Um, you're a very kind Christian. That makes me sad. One, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. That makes me sad though, because Christians should be kind. And it's sad that normally they're not. Like that's not the norm. That breaks my heart. But thank you, Syl. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, hi, Shaya. Good morning, Alicia. I'm so happy to finally join. I'm happy that you're here. Welcome, welcome. Rochelle says, this so resonates. I have been sitting on something. Confession. Same. <laughs> same listen I'm, I'm like I always say I'm talking to y'all but I'm also talking to myself okay the calls coming from inside the house it's me <laughs> um I I work with children whenever I observe their differences in thinking expressing appearance etc I adore them all equally that's how it should be it makes me sad that as adults we can't see the beauty and difference that part I literally wrote you're in my head Meg you're in my head there is beauty and difference okay it is that is profound, it is. Oh yes, Miss Lorraine says I'm a mental health counselor, chaplain. I love that. Thank you, Miss Lorraine. Um, honestly, this whole ministry is medicine. I'm thankful, oh, you're, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you're able to get something from this. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Um, that was me in corporate asking why I was there if I'm miserable there and I suddenly resigned. I have other sources of income, I love that. Um, I'm not forcing myself into mental corporate abuse for a check. I love that, I love that. Okay, yesterday I watched a, um, a conversation, was it yesterday? What is time? This week, <laughs> I watched a conversation with Marissa Price and Yolanda, and I'll actually share the, I think I shared the link in my community tab, but I'll share it again here. And one thing that was brought up was like scarcity and lack, and I'm paraphrasing, so please forgive me, go watch the video. But the idea that like, when we focus on like, oh, I have to keep doing this thing because this is my only way to make money, we close off other options for us to make money. 
like think about it like the job that you have that is exhausting you and like we can't see any other options right because we're kind of blinded to what we have already to this idea that like oh i lack i don't have enough it's not enough and so we can't see the other options available you know so yes i appreciate you sharing that i do i do um i know of someone in leadership service and i'm happy for her right it caused a twinge of envy or that could be me. okay got you okay or that could be me or why not me thoughts i recognize that i don't want that role yeah yeah, yeah. no i think Again, there's no shame with that. And I felt that way too. Like, I want that. That would be nice, right? And for me, sometimes when it's not about the position or the thing, it's about the recognition. Like, I want to be seen. I want to be loved. I want to be valued. I want someone to recognize me. I want to be important. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's tied to that. And even like when I use that example about the climbing Mount Everest thing or whatever the heck, other people have other stuff, right? Like, that they do, that they don't necessarily want to do it because they think it brings them significance or importance, they do. And so like, we all do it, we're all guilty. And um, when I think about the climbing Mount Everest example, I think about how many people actually don't want to, but they want to be able to hold this plaque and say, look what I did, now I'm important. I also think about school. Listen, I'm all for people going to school and doing a thing, okay? If you feel called to do it, do it, right? But I also know a lot of my peers who went to school because they felt like, when I get this degree, this is me hold, holding a degree, by the way. <laughs> when I get this degree, then I'll be worthy. Then I'll be enough. Then I'll be valuable. You know what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of us do things. A lot of us are like, when I see as a person at this point, I'm 33. I have peers who have their PhDs or in PhD programs, masters, second, um, second degrees and all this other stuff, right? Like all these things. And I'm seeing these, you know, announcements like, oh, I'm, I did it again, mastered it again, right? Like these, these posts and I'm not mocking them. Um, but like there, sometimes there was a feeling of like, dang, maybe I should go back to school. Girl, you know, you don't like school. I do not like, I don't like the setup of school. I don't like how people do school. I don't, I don't like, I don't understand why we have to be stressed out to learn. I feel like that's the worst environment to learn <laughs> is being stressed out anyway. Um, but we celebrate exhaustion here. So it makes sense. It's on, it's on brand, but like, I check in with myself. I'm like, Alicia, you know you don't want to know. What is this really about? What's going on? And a lot of the things that I want people to see in me, I got to see in myself. Do I see myself? Because no matter how many degrees I get, if I don't see myself as worthy now, I will never see myself as worthy. I don't care how many degrees. And that's why some of, some of my peers are still in the system. Going back, going back, going back. One, whatever. One, because of, you know, what's recommended and required, but also because of this addiction we have to seeking validation outside of ourselves to find worth and importance. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so anyway, yes, all right, but yes. So no, so I, I see you, Miri, Miri Sparkles, like, whoa, I hope that's your name. But yes, I love that, I love that. Hi, D-Mills, welcome, and thank you for subscribing. I appreciate that. Hi, Pamela Jones. My mind and soul needed this message today. I'm glad comparison undoes me every single time. Same, same. I'm working to live in my purpose and lean into God's will for me, not other humans will for me. That part, that part, that part. Oh, no worries. You're right on time. You're right on time. We kind of just got started. It's fine. <laughs> um, because it doesn't align. Oh, excuse me. Okay, here we go. I don't want that role because it doesn't align with my spiritual walk currently and I don't want to be tethered. Yes, I want to reach people in my own way and because I don't have the following... And because I don't have the following, I would like, make sure there's nothing extra. Yes, yes to this. And I feel this. Um, I too have departed from the church and uh, 
and it's it's not necessarily like the the church. When I say the church, I mean you know what I'm talking about. The building, like the the meeting on Sundays, the in this one place to do this performance and this song and dance, and we all go home for the week and be the same people we were before we came. I'm tired of that. I'm over it. And sadly, I feel like and now I belong to a like a group, like a group that we meet together every other Sunday on Zoom and we talk about the Bible. It's my favorite thing. Like I prefer that over what was because I'm all for tradition. I'm all for the honoring of tradition. But like at some point, it's like we come in here. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts about the church. That's probably like a whole separate video because <laughs> I don't even want to get on a on a tangent. But either way, like you can still have a relationship with God, even if you don't go to church, even if you're not an auxiliary, even if you're not, you know, a minister on a stage like you can still do the will. And, and what I really feel like God really wants us to do is to come out of that. What good are you on Sunday doing all the song and dance? You still mean, you still nasty, you still hoarding, you're selfish, you're not giving to nobody. What is the point? What is the point? <laughs> what are we doing? You know, so yes. So yes, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you can tell I get passionate about this. I get very passionate, especially about people who claim to be believers and don't be walking like it. It bothers me. Okay, anyway, um, I work in retail. It's mentally exhausting, yeah. However, I feel like I can't do anything else. Yes, I understand that and I see that. And retail is really hard. Retail is really hard. Um, I've worked a couple of retail positions. Most of my positions have been like serving, like service, like food, food. I feel like the only retail jobs I have were like at Target and stuff like that. And it's really demanding. It really is. Um, and it might take time to figure out something else because I don't, I don't, I don't want to believe that this is like, I don't believe that you were here to suffer at your job, no matter what it is. Like you can still make money, you can still get a job, you know what I mean? But like, I don't think that you were put here to suffer for a job. So I feel you, I understand that. Hey Mara, um, I, felt that I'm in the, I felt that I'm in the process of finding a different job because I am miserable here, yeah. The thought of not feeling qualified for better jobs is keeping me stuck, yes, yes. And you are qualified, you probably are qualified. <laughs> 10 times out of 10, you're probably qualified, but yes, I feel you, I feel you. Um, I, hi Alexis, I emailed you a link to a peaceful sanctuary for yoga retreats in the jungle of Freetown, Sierra Leone. Ooh, you can rent eco lodges and there's no noise besides birds chirping and chimps. Oh my God. Thank you for so much for sending. Thank you so much. I apologize for the delay. I have literally been like doing nothing this week. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, Mara. I finally posted on my YouTube channel. Sorry, y'all. I don't know how that sounded in the mic. I apologize. But I finally posted on my YouTube channel yesterday. It felt great finding purpose is... It's, it felt great finding a purpose and is a struggle or in a struggle. Love that Mara. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going over to your channel. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, the chimps are secured away though. Ella, oh, no worries. Okay. Cause I was a little nervous. I was like, chimps. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Thank you. Amaya um, says, exactly. School doesn't make sense for most people's goals. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and it makes me sad that a lot of jobs make it a requirement because I'd be like, why? <laughs> why do I need a degree for this? I don't like school. I'm so sorry. I don't. I, I love learning. I love wisdom. I like applied wisdom. I don't like school. I think school is a horrible, horrible uh, way to learn. I do. Um, I'm getting my second master's right now. Shout out to you. I enjoy what I'm learning. I'm doing school counseling. I want to do mental health counseling instead. Okay, cool. I'm learning to recognize my work though. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. And like things like this, right? Like counseling. There's a special call to be a counselor. You know what I mean? I've thought about counseling before, but I I think at this point in my life, I'm really sensitive. I have a hard time with like boundaries, with leaving work at work. 
like I would be thinking about it and ruminating on it for like days and weeks. Um, I thought about being an addiction counselor and no, I don't think I have the, I don't think I have the heart or the capacity. I have the heart for it. I don't have the capacity. So yeah. So shout out to you. You're doing amazing work. The Dark Knight says, this relates to why I'm going to college now. I'm not going because I want to impress people, but I know the power that comes with access, exactly, to certain spaces. I want to use college resources to, hold on, okay, to gain knowledge and use that knowledge to build something new for our people. And I love that. And that's the whole point, right? Like, that's how it's supposed to be. You go and you come back. You come back with what you've learned, what you've gained. So yes, thank you for that. Hi, welcome, 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 and yeah. Hey, um, that's so true. Exhaustion is celebrated and rest is considered. Yes, everything in this country is flip flipped upside down. I'm stuttering. Everything in this country is flipped upside down. What is good is bad. What is bad is good, right? Yeah, we're celebrated for running ourselves ragged. It's it's annoying. <laughs> um, I love to learn about online school. Yeah, same, same, same. Hi, Atala Phillips. No worries. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, to be honest, I see getting a job as a backup for my vision. Yes, I want to make a brand, a brand new infrastructure. I love that. And yes, absolutely. Like, again, there's nothing wrong with being employed. There's nothing wrong with getting a job. Like, if you got to get a job to make ends meet, to do the thing, to get you to the place that you, that you want to go, there's no shame in that. There's no shame. I know that, yes, I'm here to promote working for yourself and doing the thing. But if that's not, first of all, that's not what's calling to you, don't do it. There's, don't do it, follow your own path. But then also like, it's okay to use your job as your patron. It's okay, it's okay to use your job's paycheck to help you get the thing off the ground. There's no shame. Um, hi, hi, Ombini, hi. Um, you've, been, you've been the guiding presence for my life. Oh. Um, I've, I have had so much, it's not you, it's me, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, I have had so much growth just from watching your video streams and messages, you're seriously blessing, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thank you for being here. I appreciate that. And I'm happy that you're able to get something from these lives. Hello, still mean, still nasty. Ugh. <laughs> like, I can't stand it. Don't be claiming no God if you out here being nasty. I don't know what God you're serving because that's not the God I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just realized that sentence is kind of disjointed. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. No worries at all. Hi, she grows in Greenville. I want God. I want relationship, not religion. This, this. That part, same, same. And like in the church, we limit God and we call, I have so many things. I'm reading the Bible right now. One of the versions I'm reading is the First Nations version, which is uh, the indigenous folks' version. And it's it, it was put together by multiple, um, excuse me. Yes, the First Nations version, an indigenous translation of the New Testament. That's what I'm reading through right now. And I think it's, I first of all, I love it. I love it because I think, we put God in a box and we, we people, people will people wherever they are. They'll try to control things. Like we like to control things. We like to be in control and we like to be even in control of the idea of God. God has to look like this, sound like this, do this thing, operate only through this thing. I, I hear God when I'm looking at the trees. I hear God looking at the birds. You feel me? Like, so yes, like, and being in the church within those four walls blocks me from that stuff because we're so, a lot of it is about like, show it's a show and I feel so uncomfortable because people aren't being vulnerable people aren't being like raw Jamal's coming I see him out the window but they're not being vulnerable and raw and authentic and honest you know what I mean like they're 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 being who they think they have to be to be holy to be seen as holy or as a as a person to listen to and it's like bro I'm not listening to you because you're not real 
or ma'am or you know a person like you're not real I, i'm not interested so sorry so sorry <laughs> hey gdfvrt greetings everyone from south carolina oh yay hello 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 i'm happy that you're here hey marissa we just talked about you hey welcome now this is a happy friday oh i'm happy that you're here thank you for being here we just talked about your um conversation with yolanda and how um yeah we talked about your conversation with yolanda and about like scarcity and lack so thank you thank you so much all right let's see hey a villainous chrome hey hey hello you are qualified mara you hear me you hear us you're qualified yay yes please go subscribe tomorrow support her support her please um hey sin cloverton james jones hello hey monique michelle it's good to see y'all okay all right so the question that i asked was what is the cost of envy and i'm gonna come back to the comments after this what is the cost of envy misalignment right building the wrong thing competing with other people thinking that your worth is in being better than somebody else or doing the thing better or whatever the heck, right? And you're competing and comparing and ending up on top of the wrong building. You're on a burning building on the top of a wrong building, right? And I, I and so yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But yes, ending up on the wrong building. The second one, self-harm and self-doubt. We judge ourselves and compare ourselves to others and see that we don't measure up. And the thing is, because you're not supposed to measure up to them. There's no way that I can measure up to, my mom's in the other room, my mom. <laughs> Because my mom is my mom and she's the only one who can be my mom. And I don't mean that in like her role, but because I don't call her by her first name. <laughs> like my mother is her. That's, that's the role that she's supposed to play, right? I can't be my mother because I'm Alicia. I'm Alicia. So if I'm measuring myself up against other people, of course I'm going to always pale in comparison. Of course, because I am not them, right? So when we're judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to others, we see that we don't measure up and so we start to harm ourselves by telling ourselves that we're not worthy, that we're not enough, that we suck. I'm not as good as this person. Well, yeah, you're not because you're not them. But it's not, that's beautiful though. It's beautiful that you're not them. That's wonderful because now you can start being you. When you realize that you aren't as good as other people because you're not them, you can start being good as yourself because that's all you were supposed to be in the first place. All this extra stuff, throw it away. Throw it away. Just be yourself. Be yourself. The next thing that, that envy costs is kind of, I'm answering this weird, but anyway, blocked channels and our mission. So clear channels is what, we're, what it costs, but it blocks our channels and it blocks our mission, right? Because we're focused on what other people are doing, we can't focus on the work we're supposed to be doing. We can't hear, we can't see. We're like, it's like when you're, like again, I was on swim team and I talked about this before. When I'm in my lane, I'm in my lane. I'm not looking to my left or to my right. I'm not supposed to be focused on what's going on out there. I'm in the water. I'm swimming to get the, the, you know, down and back the fastest. Or if I have to do a long distance, I'm trying to get there alive, <laughs> right? Like that's the goal. Not, not comparing myself to other people. Like, yes, I'm technically in a race. I get it. But the race really is right here. Because I don't know if anybody's ever swam or like did track. They have different heats. So like there's multiple people doing the same thing. That's the idea. So even though you might have gotten, you know, last in your heat, you might be number five or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but you got to focus on your own, on your own race so that you can see. We can't hear or see God or ourselves or spirit because we're distracted trying to keep up with others in their own lane and we drown in. We see so-and-so going real fast. So we try to go real fast. And then you realize you don't have enough energy to get you to the end of the end of the lane. And now you're drowning. 
because you're comparing yourself to other people. You're supposed to be playing your heat in your game. Okay, the next thing is broken relationships. When we're envying and, and jealousing, when we're being envious and jealous of other people, right? Instead of collaborating and connecting and building sacred relationships, we war against each other. We tear each other down. We create disharmony, dysfunction, chaos, violence. When we are so focused on trying to be the one, instead of trying to be the one belonging to a big group of the work that we're talking about, like earlier when I talked about in the garden, right? We, my, I might be focused on green beans. Somebody else might be focused on tomatoes or something. I don't know, just, just naming things. But like all these things could work together. All these things, they don't have to compete. So I read um, Braiding Sweetgrass, an amazing book. And she was talking about the three sisters, squash, corn, beans, squash, corn, and beans, and how all three of those things, even though they're different things, you would think like, oh, one is viney. It's going to choke up something and kill it, right? But they all work together and they don't compete with one another. They're all different. They're all serving the same purpose, create something to, to, so that we can consume or use or whatever the heck, right? But they're focused on their own thing. And in focusing on their own thing, they're serving other people working alongside them. They don't have to compete again. Nature speaks if we just be quiet and listen. Nature is showing us how things are supposed to go. All right, the next thing, abundance. Envy and jealousy costs abundance. If we're so focused on lack, then we can't even see the endless possibilities in front of us. We can't see, like we talked about this earlier, if we're focused on what I don't have. If, if I'm looking at this, my I don't have this, right? And you can't see my desk. But just imagine there are things on my desk. There's tea, there's books, there's water, chapstick, earphones, headphones, I mean. I don't have this and I'm here, right? But if I would just remove, if I look beyond what I don't have for a second, what do I have? Even on a very basic level, I have my body, I have my breath, I have eyesight, I have my imagination, I have creativity, I have God. I have community, I have my mom, I have my husband, I have plants, I have nature, I have clean air, I have the ability to walk, the ability to try, to try again. I have resilience, right, that I've learned over the years from making mistakes and showing up again. I have grace for myself, I have kindness, I have peace. I have the option to opt into joy, into abundance, right? I have everything. When you really make a list of all the things you do have, you realize, oh shoot, I actually don't want for much. And obviously, I don't mean this if you're really like wanting for things. Don't ignore the things that you that you really need, like food, shelter, clothing, all that stuff. It's okay to want. It's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that there is lack, right? But I don't want you to look at other people, look at other people as a way to cut off that abundance because that could be your key. If someone else is doing what you want to do, ask them how. And it, and it takes you putting down your pride and, and the fear. And some people might say no. You know what I'm saying? But it might, it might take just a second of humility to be like, I want to do what you, can you show me how to do what you're doing? And hopefully, and it's not up to you, but hopefully they do respond well. And even if they don't, ask somebody else. Don't stop until you get to what you're, what you're trying to get to. Okay, it costs us our sanctity. You are too sacred to compete in this world. You are too sacred to compete in this world. You are too sacred to compete with anyone, anything in this world, you are unique, a gift, a blessing. The world's religion, we talk about religion, the world's religion is lack, fear, chaos, and the world is in the West. <laughs> lack, fear, chaos, violence. 
And you're so much holier than that. You're more, you're like, you're more holier. You're holier than scarcity and lack. You are made of abundance. You are created with love and generosity. You lack nothing. So don't opt in, don't, don't lose your, or don't, what I'm trying to say, don't subject yourself, don't submit yourself under a chaotic, harmful religion. You are free. You are abundant. You are enough. Don't trade your divinity for that because lack is a lie. Don't trade your divinity for a lie. Remember we pulled a card that was last week, I think, and it was like, don't degrade your divinity. I will reject anything that degrades my divinity. Com- competition, jealousy, envy, right? Comparing, degrade your divinity. It degrades your divinity. You're a divine being. Envy also costs you your energy. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting to be envious. Just the feeling itself of envy, of like jealousy, it's exhausting. It is draining. It is so much. I hate that feeling. And then the actions that we follow through to keep it going, right? To, to keep up with it. It's a lot. The competing. Oh, this person did this, so I got to do this. This person's, I got to, like, you're never going to be able to rest. And if you are living your life from comparison and scarcity and jealousy and envy and all these different things, right? There is no rest because now you're always going to be afraid that somebody's going to take your spot, which nobody can do, by the way. Nobody can take your spot because you're in your spot. <laughs> there is no, there is no competition. <laughs> There's no scarcity. There is no lack. There are people who are hoarding resources, information, all that kind of stuff. And there's also people who are uh, lying to us and telling us that there is only a limited amount of glory, fame, whatever the heck. You know what I mean? Like, but there is no lack. It's a lie. Oh, thank you, Lioness Crystal, for the for the hug on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Miss Lorraine and Michelle Bar- Bartholomew, for the love. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, yeah, so it's exhausting. <laughs> It's exhausting. And then you're so exhausted from being envious and jealous and from competing with other people that you don't have enough energy to do the work that you were put here to do. You're neglecting the work and the people and yourself, your soul, your spirit, your God. You're neglecting all of that, chasing something else, chasing enoughness when you are already enough. <sighs> I feel the need to breathe. Sorry. Sometimes I forget I'm not breathing. But like you, you need... We all need to feel enough, right? But that starts here, not out there. Like there's, there, first of all, there's so many different scales and grading scales to see who was worthy and who's not. And then we're measuring our stuff against stuff that is not sacred, that it has not been around for forever. Like I said, America is what, 300 years old? 300, technically, right? Like, and I'm talking America as in like the America we are under right now. <laughs> this has only been here, this, this idea this oppressive idea, this rebellious idea has only been around for 300 years and we feel like that's the best way to do things? Again, I have thoughts. But anyway, we sacrifice our feelings of enoughness. We talked about this a little bit. If you move out of your own lane, you're going to feel inadequate because it's not your lane. It's not your calling, right? Example, so like there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about like we are the body and like Every person makes up the body. And I like, I like to use the example of a puzzle, right? You are your own puzzle piece. It might look weird. You might feel weird. Like, I'm a little awkward. This is me as a puzzle, by the way. I might look, I, I feel awkward. Let me, how do I? But then you get in your right place and you're like, oh my God, this is perfect. What a perfect fit. This is amazing. But if we're talking about the body, hands, and I'm using the hands and eyes example. Some hands want to be an eye 
or eyes. A hand wants to be an eye and the eye wants to be a hand, right? We need both. We need both. And they work together. Hand-eye coordination. You know what I'm saying? I can pick up something like, oh, shoot, here it is. I can wipe the crust out of my eye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hands and eyes work together, but they're different and they serve different purposes. Hands have nails so I can scratch. I can't scratch with my eye. I will, I will scratch my cornea. I won't be able to see no more, right? And so the hand could be envious of the eye and say, I want to be you. And then it would get here and it's not, it's in the way. Like I, I literally have to put my thumb to the side so my other eye can see, right? Like, I hope this is making sense. <laughs> but like, for real, like if I put my hand on my eye, it's not serving the purpose it's supposed to serve. It's in the way. I have limited mobility, limited movement, right? Ooh, now I can't see. You know what I'm saying? If I had my eye where my hands are, my eyes would be scratched. It'd be crushed. It'd be injured. You know what I'm saying? Isn't it like a movie with like hands and eyes? Anyway, that's that always a creepy image to me. But either way, like, so in the same way, we're looking at ourselves like, I want to be that person. And meanwhile, you have importance that you're not even seeing because you're comparing yourself to other people. Because you're comparing yourself to other people. And different hands do different things. The left hand can't be the right hand. I need these thumbs to be where they're supposed to be, right? For the body to work well. So even if, and I'm right-handed, right? So I, I can't write for nothing with my left hand. I've tried. <laughs> my mother is left-handed. Um, but like the idea, even, oh, we're doing similar things. But the right hand and the left hand are very different. Serve two very different purposes. Even culturally speaking, in a lot of cultures, the left hand is used for things like, wiping oneself or, you know, handling certain things. And the right hand is used for a different thing. Even though they're similar, they look the same, right? They look similar anyway. They look the same. They serve different purposes. So even if there's somebody out there doing exactly what you're doing, you both serve different purposes. The right hand can't be the left and the left can't be the right. Even my, even sound, sound, the left ear, I believe, it's been a long time since I've been in school. So forgive me if this is wrong if it's the other way around. But either way, one of the ears, I believe it's the left ear, can hear speech better than the right ear. The right ear can hear music better. So even as a singer, I'm ears on both sides, I have as much as, as well as I know, I have hearing in both of my ears, they're both fine, but they serve two different purposes. So they're both ears, but they're both different and they're both important. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. Um, so yes. Different hands do different things. Different ears do different things. Different eyes do different things. Different teeth do different things. Made up of the same thing, look like the same material. One is a molar and it's chewing. One is cutting through. One, like the, we call it canine teeth. You're ripping something open, right? Different things, but similar things. Okay, <laughs> I think we get it. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so presence. We also sacrifice presence, peace, healthy pacing, rest when we are competing and comparing ourselves to other people. So envy and jealousy takes, out, takes you out of the moment, takes you out of enoughness, takes you out of the presence of yourself, gratitude, right? Being thankful for all you have. And it turns, it turns from gratitude and abundance to lack, scarcity, and fear real quick. And we're no longer satisfied with what we have or who we are. And there's always more to do, see, become. And we stop being, we stop being. We're so consumed with becoming and growing that we stop being and it's in our being in the moment that we're able to hear and do and think clearly. Like think about when you are stressed about something in the future, 
you can't even be here. You can't hear. You're, you're having conversations with people, but your mind is kind of thinking over here a little bit. So while you're trying to give it your best go, you're also like concerned with what's happening over here. Same thing happens with ourselves. We abandon ourselves. We're halfway listening. We can't hear. It's not clear. When we are jealous and envious of other people, um, we're no longer satisfied with what we have, who we are, right? And, you, and the truth is you lack nothing. You are perfect as you are. You're perfect as you are. And you will become like this, this work, I have to become, I have to heal, I have to grow, I have to you know, improve, I have to, all this stuff. You will become by being. You become by being. Everything is in this moment. You become by being. If you're not being, how are you gonna become? Because even when you get to this place of trying to become, you're still gonna be thinking forward and different and comparing yourself. And then you're comparing other people's becoming to your own. You know, healing and all this stuff. I'm glad that everybody's talking about it. But it's not a one size fit all. And I've, and I've had to learn that myself. I don't like doing this thing. That doesn't really work for me. I've tried that. It's not, mm, I've read this book. It doesn't really resonate. And then you start to feel like, dang, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. And it's like, girl, no, you're just not resonating. Or, you know, whoever's listening. You're just not, this is me talking to myself. Talking to myself. But you're just not resonating with what people wrote. And that's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. But you got to be here to actually hear yourself. There has been stuff that I thought was beneficial that I put down. It's beneficial to other people. It's harmful for me. Can't do it. Not interested. Not because it's wrong. Just because it just doesn't resonate with me. I am my own being. And I have to be with myself. I have to be with myself. Okay. So you will become, as you live and walk out your mission, moment by moment. So like I said, I can't hear God, spirit, my soul, clearly when I am filled with envy and, and distracted and blocked. It's also too heavy. Jealousy and envy is too heavy to move. Being someone else is impossible. <laughs> Mission, literally impossible. It's impossible. Being me is easy. I'm me, no matter what the state is. I'm me. And so the next part I want to get into as we start to wrap up is focusing on the truth. And the question is, what is the truth? What is the truth? So let me see what y'all are talking about in here. I'm going to scroll down, y'all, to see what y'all are saying. Okay. Aw. Thank you, Maya Zanay. Thank you. Uh, bless you, sis, for your labor of love. Thank you. And bless you. Thank you. Yes. Um, ooh, hi. Um, Alicia Renee, sorry, my glasses again. Would you be interested in being a guest on my channel to talk about ways that jealousy envy shows up in the workplace for black men? Sure, absolutely. I would love that. I would love that. And thank you for asking me. Thank you, Dr. Kimani. Thank you. It's good to see you also. Um, lack is a lie, period. Lack is a lie. It's a lie. Yes. Marissa Price says, yes, they try to get us to compete with one another because we're so powerful when we collaborate in community. Hello? We are powerful when we collaborate in community. And they know this. And to keep us divided and distracted and infighting and all this stuff, nothing gets done. Not it's distraction. Nothing gets done. Of course, Mara, of course. I'm excited for you, of course, of course. Pamela, yes. Oh yes, Braiding Sweetgrass, yes. Um, excerpt part one, it is, it is an animate earth that we, yes, that we hear calling us to feed the Martins and kiss the rice. Wild leeks and wild ideas are in jeopardy. We have to transplant, transplant them both and nurture their return to the lands of their birth, yes. We have to carry them across the wall Restoring the honorable harvest, bringing back the medicine. Yes, thank you for sharing that. First of all, again, braiding sweetgrass, 
please, if you can, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty hefty read, but it's beautiful. Take your time with it. She writes in a very poetic way. I believe she's also a poet, I think. So she writes in a very poetic way. So even when I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, let me change my, I got a code switch, so to speak, to understand. But yes, yes, it's a beautiful book. And yes, please just take your time with it. Sit with it, rest with it, chew on it. It's really good. It's really good. Hey, the other MJ, welcome. And welcome to everybody else that has come. Sorry, y'all, I know I skipped down. Um, but yes. The Dark Knight says Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the real spirit, hello. <laughs> hello. Because let's be real, a lot of, no shade, but truth. Like a lot of people in the pulpit, the spirit is of themselves. It's of pride and arrogance and competition and scarcity and lack. They bring that same mindset, which has nothing to do with God, which is the exact opposite of what God teaches, right? They bring that to the pulpit. Anyway, so anyway, so it says Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the real spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Yes, 23, gentleness and self-control. That self-control, we gotta have another live about church. And hopefully it'll be a, a constructive one. But there are a lot of things I got to get off my chest. There are. Because I'm, I'm about fed up. I'm about fed up. Um, Rochelle says, yes, I know this. I've seen two rainbow Rosella, Rosellas fly over me. And I looked up and smiled and thought, God, yes. Like, that is, that is the relationship I have with God. And that's, and that's what I feel like sometimes a church doesn't allow. Like, me and God got a romance. Okay? Like, like every, when I really consider when I sit in nature when I'm taking my life slow when I'm pacing myself when I'm not hurried and not rushing life is romantic life is beautiful you know what I mean like so yes it's that's how I am Rochelle I'm with you you're my people I feel you I feel you okay I'll see butterfly oh my god a butterfly so yes anyway it's a magical world let me come down come down come down okay <laughs> oh yes the, the name of the book is braiding sweetgrass give me one second I'm gonna roll over because I'm wearing my jammy pants. Excuse me, hold on. And I said to myself, I was like, I probably should put on real pants because I'm probably have to go and get up. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. But hold on one second, one second. Uh, the book is called Braiding Sweetgrass. Oops, if it'll, hello. There we go, Braiding Sweetgrass. And I have the book, but I also listened to it on Audible which was really cool because she narrates her own book. So I'm able to hear like the passion in her voice. Um, but yes, but it, it is it is a beautiful read. It's a little thick, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's poetic. And it's, it's like a, a calling back. And even listening to it as a person who, oh, you're welcome. No problem. You're welcome. Even as a person who, uh, yeah, <laughs> listening to this, I have thoughts. But listening to this, like really, when I'm listening to her words, I know it's true. I don't know how to explain it, but you know how your soul just like, yes, this. And it's really got me into like, or it helped me along the journey of like remembering myself, like re-putting myself, putting myself back together again, like remembering. There's a lot of stuff that like have been, there's a lot of things that have been given to us that are not ours. A lot of ways that we think about ourselves, a lot of ways we think about the world that's not ours. Um, and this is one of the books that I'm grateful for. So yes, yes. Okay. Uh, corporations need envy and jealousy. That part. They need y'all to compete. 
they need us to compete. They need us. And again, this is not knocking. If you like it, I love it, right? Like if you like doing the thing, getting dressed up, go for it. But just make sure that you're doing it because you like it and love it, not because you feel like you have to do it to be significant. But yes, <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Speaking of community, I want y'all to search up that Amazon union busting video where they train workers to snitch on each other, on other workers. If these workers are thinking of unionizing and collaborating, wow, that's disgusting. I'm not surprised though. They're gross. I'm not surprised. Um, envy and jealousy is something that I used to very much experience. Same, same. And I pray to heal it. Now I experience it from others. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when you, I think there is a softening. Hmm. How can I say this? Don't entertain toxic relationships, obviously, right? Off the bat. But there is a softness I have for people who I am experiencing their envy and jealousy because I've been there. And I know that, that that has nothing to do with me. I don't take it personally. It has nothing to do with me because I know that my envy and jealousy had nothing to do with them to the people that I was envious and jealous of. It had everything to do with me not seeing myself as worthy and as enough. And so if I know that to be true, I feel sorry for them. I, and I also implore them and invite them, hey, let's go along together. You don't have to live like this either. We can get this together. We can figure it out along the way, you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, it is the belief, oh, sorry. One thing I am, I am learning and I'm still learning uh, with envy and jealousy is the practice of patience, yes. I think when you are envious and are jealous of someone, what they have, who they are, it is the belief, there you go, it is the belief that you will never have that, yes, yes. Um, but, I have, but I have learned and continue to learn to be patient for what is meant for me. That part, because what is meant for you won't miss you. What is meant for you won't miss you. Thank you for sharing that, D-Mills. I have thoughts. I'm, I'm thinking about this, but yes. <laughs> what is meant for you won't miss you. It can't possibly. It can't possibly. And even if the world around you looks like, yo, God, because listen, I felt, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? Did you forget about me? I have shared before that I felt like God's stepchild before. Like me and God have, listen, we have, we've, we've had had beef, okay? Like I feel like your stepchild, you doing all this for other people. What about me? What about me, God? And I'm not doing this in a mocking way because that's how I really felt. But like, I really had to sit with the fact like, I have everything I need. God sees me. I am, I am seen. I am loved. I am held. I am held together, right? And it is, it is that fear of like seeing other people getting it. But like those signs should be a sign that's like, okay, it's possible. It's possible. Let me focus on my own work. Let me be patient. Let me be present in the moment. Because <laughs> patience is hard. Patience is hard. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. And now, like, I look back at some of my journal entries, and I hate that a lot of my journal, for example, a lot of things that I struggled with was money. I hated being broke. You know, I hated being poor. And I'm just like, God, I'm doing what you told me to do. I don't get it. What's going on? Um, and I see, like, in my note, I'm looking at my notebook, by the way. I see my notebook now. I do still talk about money, but I talk about it less. Because I'm able and not saying that my situation has changed very much. Okay. But I talk about it less because I am sitting, I am sitting with the belief I'm having faith for abundance that if I do the work that I am supposed to do, I will be taken care of. And even if I, even if I don't, even when I have not done the work I'm supposed to do, I'm still taken care of. Always I have been. There have been times that I've lacked, but I've been taken care of. And I think that waiting for it to come through is, is really, really hard. It's really hard. Anyway. Anyway, okay. <laughs> but yes, yes, you become by being, by being in, this is, this is becoming, being in this moment is becoming. 
It's not some sort of thing out there. It's like, no, it's, it's happening, right? It's happening right before your eyes. Like we are becoming right now. We are blooming right now. We just can't notice it because we're here. It's like when you, you know, I get my hair cut. I'm about to get it cut again, but I get my hair cut. I'm like, oh shoot, my hair grew a lot. You know what I mean? But you can't see your hair growing because you're here. You're in the moment. You're just enjoying your haircut. So yes. Oh, I'm glad. Loving the matrix. I'm glad. That makes me happy. The term healing has been commodified. Yes, which I hate. Same, same. And it's always some sort of like, <laughs> it's always, mm. once capitalism gets its dirty hands on anything, it's annoying. It's done. It's annoying. <laughs> Hi, friends. Journey to free. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. But yes, it's like, Somebody's out here on a Segway. That's interesting. Or on those like scooter things outside. That's interesting. Okay. It's hot though. In DMV right now, <laughs> it is hot. Um, anywho, that's not what we're talking about. But yes, <laughs> I'm distracted. But yes, healing has been commodified. And same, same. A lot of it is like, yeah, I have thoughts. I'm going to, I'm going to chew on my thoughts and I feel like we got to have a conversation. But yes, yes. Um, hey baby, Jamal says, hey, beautiful people, please show your, oh yes, please show your support by like, hitting the like button if you're enjoying the stream. Yes, please, if you like it, please like it. It really helps the algorithm people and it helps the video to get out to other people. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, let's see, um, there's an IG quote. I always remember, my heart is at ease. Ooh, first of all, that line by itself. But my heart is at ease knowing that what was meant for me will never miss me. And that what misses me was never meant for me. That part that part, right? Like there are things that, let's be real. There are things that we feel like we missed out on, that we lost, that, some, that felt like somebody else got what we wanted, right? But it wasn't for us. There have been times that I have mourned over stuff that I've wanted so bad. I wanted it so bad when I wanted it. And now years away from it, I, I'm grateful that I didn't get it. I'm grateful I didn't get it. You know, always things are, in, you know, in 2020, looking back, <laughs> but yes. So like that, that means that like that, that ease, right? That you feel like it's okay. Even if this didn't come through, there's something else. There's something different. There's something more. There's something more aligned with who I am. I love this, Marissa. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yes. Um, hi, Alexis. I deal with more jealousy with family. Okay. I have to keep a distance. I dislike the fake curiosity. Yeah. Just to keep up with my personal life and goals. That part. Yes, please. Test the waters. If you know these people are not safe, do not bear your soul to people who want to consume it and tear you down. I don't have the heart for it. Some people can do that and be like, whatever, I don't care. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I care, okay? And um, because I know that, I protect my heart. I protect my heart with what I share with who. I can't share everything with everybody. And it's not because I don't love them. It's just like, nah, because you're gonna get in my head and I gotta do my work. I gotta be about my business, you know? So yes. Hey, it's Shay. I mean, hey, hey, it's Shay. <laughs> OMG, I just had you on my heart. Um, you have led me to so much healing. I love you and I'm so grateful to be here. I'm resting like my life depends on it because it does. Absolutely. And it does depend on it. And thank you for being here. And I'm happy that you were able to get something. Okay, here come the um people cutting the grass again. Hopefully you all can still hear me. I apologize about the noise. Here they go. It's too hot to be cutting the grass. Let's see what the weather is right now. And then we'll get to the... The weather is... It's too hot. Cause I had the window open, I had to close it, <laughs> but yes. It is, somebody's lying, it says 86, this is a lie. It's 92 degrees and it feels like 104. <laughs> it feels like 104 where I am. Anywho, 
Okay. <laughs> hey, Ashay, I like no good thing. Yes, yes. Life can be so challenging, but the love of God dissolves all struggle. I am learning to flow in the tides instead of resist them. Oh, that feels so good. I'm learning to reside, to flow in the tides instead of res resist them. I love that. It is in the release that abundance flows. That is the part, right? When we are so stiff and like, it has to happen. It has to happen this way and only this way and with these people and with these things, we become blocked. Like we become blocked. Like you, you, we, we all know what it feels like when you're in a position for too long, you just like have to stretch. Like there's no room to stretch when you're like holding on to something so hard, you know? Hey, all things O. Okay, 94. Yes, it's 94 here, but somebody's lying. <laughs> somebody's lying. Yes. It's crazy how capitalism literally destroys everything. Art, the environment, mental health. I wrote a poem or an entry, whatever. I wrote prose about capitalism and how like it sees nothing as sacred. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred under capitalism. Everything is for consumption. And then by consuming and destroying, you're also destroying yourself. And capitalism destroys itself. It can't sustain. It can't. That's why it's falling apart. And I'm low-key happy it is. I'm happy it's falling apart. I'm so sorry. I like, And I know that that means fallout. I know that that means... Uh, different things but i also know that that means that we can step up and help each other with what we do have anywho but yes <laughs> um yes capitalism has even gotten a hold of self-care yes um even things now has a self-care label on it just to sell stuff that part it's like oh what's trending now oh the girls want uh <laughs> they want healing we're, we're gonna sell healing to them in a bottle we're gonna like no that's not even and again if, if, if a part of your self-care plan is doing things that in includes consumer, consumerism stuff, <laughs> what is English? If it includes like going out, shopping, dancing, having a nice meal, going to the movies, things that you spend money on, that's fine. But we don't want to get caught up in you seeking self-care through consumption, right? Like so much so that we're avoiding ourselves or we have to like, oh, I have to buy things. I have to buy things to feel, to feel good. Myself personally, me, myself personally, um, one thing, a sign that I'm not content or happy is when I'm buying a lot of stuff, especially books on topics that I need. I'll buy books on joy and love and, you know, fun and all this different stuff. And I'm just like, girl, you just need to go have fun. <laughs> like, stop buying stuff and go have fun. Put on the skates when it's not, you know, a thousand degrees outside. Go skating. Go to the pool. Sit outside on the porch. Blow some bubbles, right? Watch a movie on Netflix since you're already paying for the subscription anyway, right? Like, do something. Do something that doesn't cause you to have to keep going out and go buying stuff. So yes, it's like there's a fine line, you know, it's a fine line and capitalism just destroys the line and just takes the whole thing. It takes the whole thing. Hey, LB, it's good to see you. It's always good to see you. It's always good to see you. The Dark Knight says, yep, I'm grateful I didn't go to college when I was 18 or get a high paying positions when I was younger. Back then I was very materialistic and envious. And I know that money would have led me down a path where I would have become even more prideful and I would never realize the real spiritual work I needed to do. Yeah, that part, that part. Like <laughs> my life had to fall apart multiple times. <laughs> my life had to fall apart multiple times for me to actually get to the heart of me. Like to get to the heart of who I really am, not attached to all this extra stuff that I think makes me me. Me being of use to other people. Like I'm in a place right now where I am considering like going on sabbatical in general, not necessarily like, yeah, for rest, but also like to prove to myself that I am worthy outside of what I do for other people. Mm. Like, and I say that because it's scary to say, but it's also like this week, I'm so grateful this week I didn't do anything. Nothing like, you know, here. 
Um, because I was just like, I need a week to rest. And like the fear struck, well, I got to show up. I got to, you don't have to do anything, right? Like you don't have to, I want to do stuff. I don't have to do stuff. And then I deserve rest because I'm worthy outside of what I do for other people. And then I laid there. And by day three, I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm over that hump of like productivity. I got to be productive. I got to do things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Jamal, let's go to the, you know, let's go to Ann Pizza. Ann Pizza is a pizza place around here. Let's go to Ann Pizza and get some um, pizza and just sit in the car and watch videos and talk for a second. Like doing things. There's a video. I'm all over the place. But there's a video that I want to show and I'll, we'll talk about it later. But this idea. So stick a pin in this. But the idea of being seen, right, versus really like seeing yourself. Like a lot of us want to be seen by other people to be validated. But do you see you? When you're not producing, when you're not doing anything for anybody, do you see who you are? That's what I'm chewing on right now. I'm working through. So yes. So yes. <laughs> Thank y'all for sharing. Hi, anti or auntie, anti. Hello. Hello. You're not late. It's all good. I'm happy that you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm um, sometimes. Oh, yes, please. Sorry. Excuse me. The Dark Nate says, also, everybody, don't forget to also subscribe to Mara and Marissa Price. Yes, please subscribe to Mara and Marissa Price, y'all. Appreciate you. Um, sometimes if you give something for free, there's no appreciation for the thing. That's true. That is true. Um, yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I agree. Um, I feel so at peace here watching you on a Friday night. Oh, yay. Oh, so I was like, Friday night? Where are you at? Hey, South Africa from Maryland. Uh, I hope it's well over there. I hope you're well over there. Um, hi, Echo Lyris. Um, I just quit my corporate job. Congratulations. Um, I knew I was losing myself and I had to leave. I felt so removed from myself. Yes, I'm glad that you chose yourself. Thank you. And congratulations to you. Yay. Um, OMG, the way I have to keep repeating to people, no thanks, I don't wanna make a business out of pottery or canning. I do them for fun. Yes, protect your hobbies, y'all. Protect them. Everything doesn't have to be a way to make money. You can, but some stuff is just for you. For you to like unwind and relax. When you're putting the pressure of like other people's eyes and money on stuff, for me, that makes me contract sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh God. I'm just like, okay, how about we don't? That's why I gave up my photography business. I am, st I am still a photographer, but I don't do portrait photography for money right now anymore because it was really sucking the life and the joy out of it. And I love taking pictures. I love capturing people's beauty and their smiles and their emotions, but I didn't really like the marketing side of it. I didn't like that I was looking at my art from such a critical lens. You know what I mean? Like, I wanna create, create art that I can just flow with, that it's not, it's no pressure. No pressure, but yes, <laughs> yes. Um, we don't want to only practice self-care through consumption. Exactly, exactly. All right, let me come down and see what y'all saying. Mm. <laughs> I like to say, girl, it's hotter than fish grease in New York City, listen. <laughs> It is so hot. It is oppressively hot. Like I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm losing it, but I'm sweating. Like I'm crying. I'm sweating right now. It is so hot outside. It's so hot in here. It's like, I just have to stay downstairs. It's so hot, but yes, it's hot outside y'all. So y'all please stay hydrated, stay cool, stay safe. Cause it's hot as I don't know what. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad LB that makes me happy I'm glad I'm glad Ooh, Lance team reverse psychology at a new low people who don't value themselves waste their time oh on others was that okay on others don't help anyone only harm always got negative energy awkward oh no 
Lance, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Please share what you're saying. Um, but yes, okay. Make sure I didn't miss everybody. Okay, yay, all right. <laughs> Me too, I'm having fun, I'm having fun. Okay, it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> OMG, I have to write that down and think about that. Do I see, do you see you? Yes, do you see you? That's a real question. Ooh, okay, <laughs> Lydia says, be, being, okay, that's a whole word. I've been asking God to let me see myself the way he sees me as I continue to accept my worth. Same, same. Like I'm literally trying to go through the Bible and find affirmations. It's a lot. <laughs> the Bible is a lot. Um, and there's like resources online. There are lists, even on Pinterest, you know, lists that you can look up to see like, how does God see me? How does God, how does God see me? And then also like, how do I see myself? How do I want to see myself? You know what I'm saying? So yes, anyway, <laughs> yes. Uh, yay, LV, yes. That was the same reason why I stopped photography. Yeah, like the pressure is too much and it killed my fun and creativity. And we talked about this before, like how people go to like uh, art school and they feel the same way. It's just too much pressure. Like capitalism ruins so much. It just, it just, it just ruins so much because even in like the school system, oh, we're trying to help you create art that is to be consumed in a specific way. And I'm going to be the judge of whether or not your art is good. What? Anywho, I'm also gonna judge your art against white people's techniques, sorry, westernized theories and ideas so that you don't know that your work, that your art is enough. So that you're always second guessing your art and coming to me for validation. And it's just a lot, it's just a lot, you know, it's a lot. I miss it though, yes, like I would, I would encourage you to go on a, um, go on, I go on walks Again, when it's not a thousand degrees, go on walks and like take pictures of nature. It's meditative. Photography can be meditative if you take the time. Even if you don't have a camera, y'all, I ask y'all to go on a walk, take your phone, take pictures of things that like speak to you or that interest you. Like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow. That's cool. Take a Like, it's meditative. It helps you to be in the moment. Um, I also like to go on walks and take pictures of plants in nature and Google search them to figure out what they are. That's fun for me. Um, so yes, so yes. I would say to come back to it, do it in a way that feels good and feels fun to you. Not in a way that you're worried about someone consuming your stuff. Do it for yourself first. And then if you wanna share it, share it, right? But the pressure's not on it for it to be good to other people first. So yes, okay, all right. So I'm gonna get to this list. It says, what is the truth? The truth that, you know, the truth that we can't see when we are competing and comparing and being envious and jealous of other people. What is the truth? And so this is what I wrote down for myself. You lack nothing. You lack no good thing. Someone just said it, I just saw that. You lack no good thing. And I was like, yes, like you're in my notes. But yes, the truth is you lack nothing. You lack nothing. Can you search in here? I don't think you can search. Either way, shout out to you whoever said that. Please let me know if you just said that because I just saw you say that. Anyway, but yes, you lack no good thing. You lack nothing. You lack nothing. The truth is I am sacred. I am divine just as I am being in this moment, being in this moment. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do need a fan. I'm like, cause this, this fan, this little baby fan is not kicking it. I usually, I have a fan on the floor, but it's loud. So I try to like, let me turn that off. But the sun is just like, it's the sun is sunning. <laughs> so yes, thank you. But yes, I am sacred. Okay, I'm gonna start over. Let's start over. Okay. You lack nothing. You lack no good thing. 
You are sacred. I am sacred. I am divine just as I am, just as I am in this moment. I was created with intention for the work I'm called to do in the way that I am called to do it. There is no lack. There is only abundance. I am enough. I can celebrate and admire others without downing myself. That's a big one for me. I can celebrate and admire others without downing or even comparing myself to other people. Let me add that in there too. I can celebrate and admire others without downing myself. Someone else's greatness is not a threat to my own. Someone else being great is not a threat to my own greatness. My worth does not come from applause, accolades, popularity, numbers, systems, algorithms, computers, machines, and this world's definition of success. So when I talk about last week, or this week that we're in, this Friday, when I talk about this week, I took a break and I was like, oh, impressions, algorithms, helping people, right? Like I'm not a machine and I am not going to live my life tied to a machine and an algorithm. I'm too holy for that. I'm too sacred for that. And so I take a break. (laughs) I say, not today. I lay down. I change my mind. I'm on my own timeline. I don't, I'm not on this world's timeline. Okay. What is in me is resonating with someone else's work. (laughs) So like that feeling of jealousy and envy, what's happening is what is in me, the gifts that I'm supposed to be doing, the things I'm supposed to be doing, it's resonating with somebody else's work, their own permission, their own boldness, their own bravery, right? And so let's explore it with great expectancy instead of shying away from it. Lean into that feeling. This could be permission to do the thing. This could be encouragement. This could show me what's possible. This is an opportunity to celebrate someone else. This is an opportunity to collaborate with someone else, to ask for help, to humble myself and ask for help. And I lean in. When I feel envy rising up, I lean in. I lean in, I don't run from it. I don't try to hide it. I don't try to like sugarcoat it. There's something in me resonating. I also try to change my language. There's something in me resonating with what this person is doing. I really, I really admire this person and this person's work. I'm really grateful this person showed me what's possible. I'm glad this person gave me permission instead of I'm jealous. It's not that simple. <laughs> it's not that simple. They're doing something that I want to do. And that's okay. And they're showing me it's pop- it can be done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The truth is there's more than enough room for all of us. There's more than enough room. Shout out to Anti or Auntie. I feel like I'm always saying your name wrong, but Anti, we, we talked about this yesterday. There's more than enough for all of us. More than enough. It's not even like just enough. There's more than enough. And I really feel like even people who are not, I can tell there's more than enough because we all feel lack. We feel lack because there's somebody not stepping in to do what they're supposed to be doing. There are empty slots, empty empty places on this puzzle, this big puzzle that we're supposed to be completing together. There's more than enough. There's more than enough. Okay. There is no competition. There is no race. This race, this competition, this scarcity is manufactured. 
It's manufactured scarcity. It is not real. The people who are pulling the strings wants us to think that there is not enough, wants us to think that we have to compete with each other because they're hoarding all the resources. That's number one. But they also need us to play into scarcity and lack to fill their pockets, to keep them in power. That's what's happening. It's not real. Okay. (laughs) And it's also manufactured to keep me from me, from God and from others. In this moment, the truth is in this moment, being still, I am seen, I am loved, I am enough, I am validated, I am held sacred, I am honored, right? By God, but also by myself. I see myself, I honor myself, I love myself, I'm proud of myself, I'm big up in myself, I'm clapping for myself, right? Like we have to do more of that, okay. My part to play, the truth is, my part to play is here and it's huge, it's huge. And it helps, and it helps the entire body or the entire puzzle piece. Like well, we talk about the hand, gotta help the eye, right? The hand is helping the eye. The eye is helping the hand. They don't need to be envious of one another. They work together. They work together. The truth is the wisdom of this world, the West, is foolish, It's foolish to spirit, to God, to abundance. And I will not bow to it, nor will I give in. I'm too sacred for that. You're too sacred for that. We're too sacred for that. <laughs> We're too sacred for that. We are being subjugated. Like, and it's it's amazing. Mm, it's amazing because, again, we talked about this before, the violence that was enacted, like, on us, on these bodies, on this, on this land, like, it's like, and now we're enacting it on ourselves and on the other people. They don't have to do it no more. But when we, when we step into abundance and into love and kindness and generosity and all those things, right, that the dark night you were sharing with uh, Galatians 5.22, like, all that stuff, where needs are met. We don't have to lack. We don't have to kill and steal and all, like, yes. So the systems of this world are evil, and I will not bow to it, nor will I give in. What is true is that fear, lack, competition, envy helps us to uphold the systems that I am against. And they will not use my divinity and my power for their oppressive systems. No more, (laughs) no more, no mas, we're done. We're done. Like those, that energy, that energy of scarcity and like envy and jealousy, like it feeds into the system that I'm trying to get free from and that I'm also trying to help people get free from too or help people to free themselves from too, you know? The truth is, is that we're all serving the same purpose to better others, to better the world, to work together, to grow good fruit for that example that we talked about earlier, to heal others, to do good. We all have the same mission, hopefully. There are some people who don't, but hopefully if you're here, if you're listening to this, you have a mission to help people, to do good in whatever way that looks like, whether that is starting your own thing on a YouTube channel and in a business, if it's on a job you already have, if it's in retail, We all have the same purpose, to do good. So there's no need to compete with each other because we're all trying to do good and we need more good. There's no need to compete. There's enough room for all of us. We need more goodness. There's, it's almost like, again, the loudest voices in the room are of evil and scarcity and lack. Like you see what goes viral. You see all the nastiness. Like we need more goodness. We don't have the room. (laughs) Listen, we don't have the room, nor do we have the time. 
to be competing with other people and tearing other people down who are trying to do good. And it's also like, who do you think you are trying to tear somebody else down to do good? You are not God. We're working together. Okay, the truth is, the truth is, scarcity, lack, all those different things, it blinds us to the beauty of difference. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Shout out to whoever said that earlier. It blinds us to the beauty of difference. Easier said with Meg, was that you? It blinds us to the beauty of difference, of sameness also, and alignment, and interconnectedness, right? Like puzzle pieces. You lock in as a puzzle piece, but you also bring something new and different. It's beautiful. So when you think of a puzzle piece, I don't have no, like imagine, imagine this is a puzzle. Shout out to my cousin, uh, Jessica. She has, she sells jewelry and it's called J Renewed or it's called Renewed. So imagine this is a puzzle piece, right? This is a puzzle piece. And so it, it connects to other pieces, right? Like it connects to other pieces, but this itself has something different than this piece has. Even though we're all working together, it looks different. It looks different. So even though we are all interconnected, like we're all working together, what we have to offer is important. And it makes up the beautiful image when you step back and you can see the whole thing. Mosaic, same thing, right? Like if you're at an art museum and you see a, like one pebble or one, whatever they use to make it glass, it's like, oh wow, that glass is really pretty. And you see it connected to other glass. And then when you step back, you see the whole picture. But without that little piece of glass, the picture would not be complete. And our eyes would be drawn to that hole where you are missing, where that person is missing. So there's beauty in being connected. There's beauty in difference. There's beauty in saneness, right? Like, and so when you lock in, you bring something beautiful and it's different and it's important and it's sacred. The truth is I lack nothing. Ooh, the truth is I lack nothing. The truth is my cup is full and I am enough. When I am full of myself, of self-love, of gratitude, when I am doing my own sacred work, I have no reason to be envious. I allow envy to be a mirror, a course corrector, an invitation to check in with myself. How am I? Are my needs being met by me? Am I in alignment? What do I believe I lack? These are questions I ask myself. How can I remind myself that I am enough, that I am safe? is by going back to the truth, back to the truth. And what else could be possible? How can, I be, how can I be inspired by this instead of being envious? What is this an invitation for? Humility, acceptance, celebration of other people. What is that feeling of jealousy communicating to you that you need? And so I always like to go to um, Philippians 4.8 uh, this is a scripture that a lot of people use, like whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, think on these things, right? But really like scripture aside, focus on the good. What is true? That truth, I am sacred, I am divine, just as I am in this moment. I am becoming by being, like reminding ourselves of the truth. What is noble? What is right? What is pure? What is pure? What is lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy? Think on these things. Because all that work starts in our minds. It starts in our minds. This morning I wrote down some gratitude, some things I'm grateful for, um, just like to remind myself that I am abundant in this moment, right? And a few things I wrote down were, I'm grateful for deep stretches and deep breaths, paused moments and slow paces. I'm grateful for savoring this moment. I'm grateful for cool mornings, <laughs> even though it's gone now, with open windows. I'm grateful for a body that is healing me. I'm grateful for freedom 
for great freedom, for creation, for rest, for divine inspiration. I'm grateful for the word of God. I'm grateful for joy and excitement and carrying out messages to help people. I'm grateful for, so I finished some music. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for a voice to sing and to speak. I'm grateful for resting months. I'm grateful for nature, sweetness, healing nature. So yeah, so what is your envy telling you? This is not an invitation to be like, I'm a horrible person because I envy and envy and jealousy are normal human emotions. But what is it an invitation for you to do? To seek gratitude again, to seek the truth, to seek celebration of other people, check in with yourself. How can you serve? How can you give yourself what you need? What do you need? What do you need when you feel that rising up in you? What is this saying to me? How do I feel? What this envy is saying that I don't think that I'm good enough. That if this person does what I'm doing, then there's not enough room for me. But what is the truth? What is honest? What is pure? Because that person is not out to get you. They probably not even think about you. <laughs> they probably not even think about you. And even if they are, let's say that a person is doing something that, they, that you want to do. And say that they stole your idea. We already said how we feel about that. They still can't do what you do. And even in that, right, this idea of like stealing your idea. I've sat with this for a minute for, for a few and I'm like, there's grace for them because we are all doing because we have all been inspired by someone else to do. We are all thieves. We're all copying somebody. We're all being inspired by somebody else, somebody else's wisdom, somebody else's mistakes. We are all influenced. At least we're influenced by other people's doing or not doing. We don't, we, we are not, in a desert by ourselves. We are connected to people. We're consuming content all the time. We're reading books. We're talking to people. You know how it feels like when you're hanging out with somebody um, that you love and you start mirroring what they say, like you all share the same phrases and you know you can look at each other and under like there's an exchange that happens and it's natural that people are inspired by what you're doing. And whether the person is stealing your idea to be malicious or maybe they're stealing your idea because they lack because they feel like none of their ideas are good enough. Maybe they feel like, you know, hmm, maybe they feel like they got to hop on it and compete with you before somebody else gets to it. Have grace for them, right? Which is hard because it feels like a violation. It feels like theft, right? If somebody really does steal something from you. But also nine times out of 10, people are not stealing from you. They're like, there are a lot of people with the same messages right now speaking the same things. The channels are open. God is speaking. In whatever way God is speaking, spirit is speaking, a lot of us are saying the same stuff, which makes sense because we're all in the same time period experiencing the same things. We got to come out of this energy of we got to stop. We don't own ideas. Like I always say, I'm a conduit. I'm a channel. I'm open and available. You know what I'm saying? And some thoughts are my own. Some thoughts are my own, but I get there by way of other people. Scripture, thought, deep thinking, reading, other people, conversations. And that's okay. That's okay. All right. Let's see what y'all are saying. Uh, oh, let's talk about it with Mara. Come on, name. I love it. I love it. Um, like I said, Alicia, um, you hold a special, genuine place on YouTube regardless. I appreciate you, the dark name. I really do. You're going to garner an audience regardless because you hold a space unlike other space on YouTube. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. I really do. That's very kind. I told you I'm trying to get better saying thank you. Thank you so much. Usually I'm like, no, 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 don't even. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
I'm dang, you're speaking some good truth here. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. And again, like this came from one quiet rest, pausing, considering, reading, thinking, chewing, journaling, right? Like creating space, not rushing, not trying to do something or trying to say something profound. That's another thing I don't want to do. I don't want to like try to be profound. That's not, I want to be myself. I want to be real. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hope that what I, I hope that what I share resonates with the right people it's supposed to resonate with. I don't want to take up bandwidth and server space in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, California, for the sake of, like, I, I think it's okay to do stuff for the sake of fun. But if we're talking about like topics like this, I don't want to be sensational. I don't want to be driven by my own ego, my own lust. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, anyway, but I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I started singing just for me and God, and it's very healing. Singing is healing. Singing is healing, period. It's healing. It's healing. I love that for you. Peace and love. And it's good to see you. Hi. Oh, hi, Mika Campbell. It's good to see you. Um, on a site that's filled with alpha male podcasts, listen, and capitalist gurus, this channel is like an oasis. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. And you know what's crazy, The Dark Nate? I thought I had to be like those people. I really, I thought I had to like talk about the same things and, and you'll see like even in my earlier videos I still I still talk about stuff that I think that artists can use but I was like dang if I'm not talking about money <laughs> if I'm gonna talk about this and that then what's the point right and then I just started to trust myself and like do the thing that was easiest and the easiest thing for me was to be myself and talk about stuff that I care about and I like and y'all are here like and, and it really it really showed me I am enough we are enough. We really do have everything we need. And what I have now is not what I had like three years ago on this channel, which is great. And hopefully in three years, if I'm still here, don't know what's going to happen in three years, but, um, and here as in like on YouTube, <laughs> hopefully I'm still here, but, um, in three years, like who knows where I'll be. And I'm open to that. I'm open to that. I'm just like, I'm just trying so hard just to be in the moment and to be honest and authentic. Cause I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be sensational. I don't want to try to evoke envy and jealousy in other people. Like that don't make me feel good. Um, I don't want people comparing themselves to me. I'm just not, I just want people to see the greatness within themselves. I want my, my mission for my channel has always been to remind people of what they forgot, that they are loved, that they are enough, that they matter. And we forget, we forget. The world makes us forget. <laughs> Capitalism wipes our minds, you know, like this culture we live in makes us forget. Um, and I forgot. And this channel is like a diary in some way of what I'm trying to remember, what I'm trying to piece back together. So being able to share honestly and authentically and then have people understand what I'm saying and resonate with what I'm saying is a blessing. Like I've spent my entire life feeling like I didn't belong, like people didn't get it. Like feeling an outcast and like not enough and I don't measure up or I'm too much, like just feeling wrong. You know what I mean? Um, so it's a blessing and the, like, I'm really appreciative of this. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you, The Dark Knight. Thank you for seeing me and affirming me. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna cry. Thank you. Um, Marissa says, reframing is powerful. Yeah, it is. It is. When you feel those feelings, I would say to go a little deeper. Ask why a few times. Why do I feel like this? Where is that coming from? Sit with it for a second. Allow yourself to be honest. Because sometimes it's not, it's not envy or jealousy. I mean, yeah, sure, at the surface it is, but it's a lack of self-worth sometimes. It's a lack of belief that you're enough. 
you know, and and it, and it some things that we think that we want, like, oh, I want to have this because then I'll feel good enough. What you really need is to see yourself, is to be enough now. Maybe there's something you're neglecting. Like I know for myself when I'm chasing things, I'm usually neglecting myself. I'm neglecting rest, you know, just like the basic stuff, food. Um, and nothing is more important than taking care of myself. Like that's, that's, a, that's an affirmation, a mantra that I try to keep in mind. Nothing is more important than taking care of myself. Nothing. No money, no views, no nothing. Nothing is more important than taking care of myself. This is the body I've been given to steward and take care of. This is my focus. Um, so yes, yes. Aw, thank you, D-Meals. I appreciate that. Or D-Meals. I hope I'm saying that right. D-Meals. So, so good listening. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I spoke about this with my therapist. I would feel intimidated by other Black women, but I realized that it came from a lack. And I also realized other women also have a journey um, that's experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why I said, like, when people... I'm grateful for compliments. I'm, I'm grateful. I am. I'm careful because I don't want people to think that I have arrived somewhere that I have not arrived or that I'm not human in some way. Like I feel those same feelings. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I feel those same feelings. And today, like, just like you, one day you're like, yeah, I'm great. And the next day you're like, that happens to me too. Like I have the, I have the awareness and I have to keep, keep, I have to keep renewing my mind. That's scripture. Renewing my mind, asking God to renew my daily. Please renew my mind. Keep this in the, please help me not to forget this. Help me not to forget this truth, this moment of clarity. Because it can feel like, you know, you draw something in the sand and the water comes and washes it away. That's what this culture does. Like we're inundated with competition and comparison, right? And so we, then we forget what we wrote in the sand, you know? And I'm like, no, like God, help me, please help me. And if I have to keep reading the same thing over and over again, do that. Whatever you got to do. I have a, I have a um, sorry, I'm talking loud. I don't know if I'm talking loud. But I have cards that I keep around. They're index cards. Trust is my word for 2023. It's a, little, it's a little tattered right now, but there are reminders on here that I go back to so I don't forget. Take it back to second grade, you know, like the, the flashcards, for real. Like, because I'm human and humans are very forgetful people. <laughs> or we know in theory and it's hard to practice it in real life. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad y'all. Um, All Things else says capitalism runs on scarcity and lack. Yep. The 1% tells the 90% resources are running out. Hello, that's it. That's it. That's it. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once they get your minds, they, they have us. We have to remember who we really are. Yes, who we were when we got here. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm. Um, yes, that's why I left social media spaces. So I, so negative, excuse me, so negative all the time. Grateful I found you, Alicia, a breath of fresh air. I'm grateful that you're here and I'm grateful that it can be a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Like you all, I want you all to know that you all also contribute to the space. You're talking to each other, uplifting each other, sharing your own experiences, being vulnerable. Like I don't take that for granted. Like vulnerability is hard to come by and y'all being here empowers me. So thank you. Thank y'all. Seriously. Um... I've been trusting God and things have been flowing. He has me on an uphill climb right now, but he keeps sending me refreshments to keep going. Like your lives, oh yay, oh yay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, you're welcome. Oh man, thank you for sharing that. And it really just shows like, I am imperfect. Alicia is imperfect. I will probably let you down. I probably make mistakes, right? But like, it really shows that like, if I have enough to share, so do you. Like that is abundance, right? Like uh, the Dark Knight, when we talk about Oasis, when you talk about LB refreshing, right? We can be refreshing to people with what we have and know right now. 
it's enough. It's enough. Okay, let me come down, I feel like. <laughs> I'm missing all y'all, what y'all are saying. Oh, yay. Thank you. Thank you, iDash, uh, for seeing me as a vibe. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, don't apologize. I'm sorry for the bad grammar. I'm working and listening. Oh, no, please listen. Make that money. Also, it's fine. I misspeak. I mistype all the time. You know, it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Um, let's see. I had envy of my neighbor years ago and I berated myself for, for having negative thoughts. Years later, I realized that feeling of envy was an indicator for me about how damaging my marriage was. Wow, Danielle. Thank you for sharing that. And that's real. That's real. That's real. Mm. Thank you for being honest enough to share that. Appreciate you. I do. Hi. Hello. I see you on Twitter. Wow. Finally caught your live. One of your vids popped up a few weeks ago, a few weeks back at the best time for me and had to sub. Thank you for being here. Have, oh, I hope I'm saying that right. Please correct me if I'm not. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you is smart. You is kind. You is important. Okay. You is important. Yes. Okay. Um, not condoning stealing, but if someone stole your idea, what's taking you so long to do it? Hey, if you're busy doing what you do, if you're busy doing you, you won't notice what others are doing. That part. Hey, it's Shay. Exactly. And that's one thing I wrote down. Is it disobedience? <laughs> that was for me. Like, if I feel like, dang, somebody took my idea. Girl, first of all, two things, right? Two things. It could be oh, disobedience. It could be like, oh, I'm not following through on what I know I should be doing. But it could also be I don't have the capacity right now. And then also trusting enough that even if I don't do it now, when I do do it, it will be the right time. The idea is there. And maybe you seeing someone else do it is confirmation of your idea. Being okay with taking your time is also a thing. Because we don't want to rush. We don't want to force things out and be like, oh, I got to hurry up and do it before somebody else gets to it. That's not the energy we want to do stuff from. We want to do stuff from like, I feel aligned. It is time. And understanding and, and believing abundance that life is long. You know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, Chris Rock said it. Not that I'm standing Chris Rock. But Chris Rock said like, life is the longest thing we'll ever do. And if that ain't the truth, life is long. Take your time. Take your time. If you if you don't have the capacity for that idea, it's okay. Wait until you do, you know? But when you do, do it. When you do have the capacity, when you're ready to go, when you feel that spirit, when you feel that, that inspiration like rising up, that energy, do it. Sometimes, like for myself, I learned that when I feel that inspired energy, sometimes it's good to take action right then and there. Like when I feel inspired, do it. That energy that you need to get it done, it's there. Do it. You know, but sometimes it is like, I have this great idea, but I don't have the capacity right now. I'm tired. <laughs> and that's okay, too. That's okay, too. <laughs> um, let's talk about it with Mara. We tend to just feel the good emotions. Yep. But when it comes to jealousy and envy, we get scared. Those feelings are important. Yep. It's your body telling you something once you start to, to project this issue. That part. That part. And what's crazy is we feel shame about being envious and jealous. We feel we don't want to be those jealous people. Jealous people are berated and like talked about and thrown down and like, I can't stand jealous people and da -da. like, and obviously jealous and envy makes people do horrible things, but the feeling is not wrong. It's a human emotion. There is no shame. But like you said, how you deal with that feeling and emotion, that that's it. Just like when people, that scripture that says like, be angry and don't sin, be angry and sin not. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Sometimes anger is the fuel for the right things. I feel like I'm going to have, I want to have a talk about that too. Like being an angry black woman. 
yeah, I am angry. And yes, there are a lot of things to be angry about. You can't shame me. I'm human. I have emotions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what I choose to do with that anger, that's what's important. We got to have a talk about that. Let me write that down. Anywho. But yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Let me come down. <laughs> yes. There's literally no time like the present. It's never too late. It's not. And to that point, sorry, I know we're going back and forth. To that point, right? Like, even if you have this big idea, like, and maybe you don't have the capacity for this big idea that you're thinking about, what is a way that you can do it with what you do have? What capacity do you do? What capacity do you have? And how can you carry out that idea with what you have available to you already? So maybe, for example, for myself, right? Like, I want to sing. I cannot play no instruments. Not very good at, um, I mean, I, I do stuff sometimes. Like, I'm okay with producing music, right? But right now I have my voice. And if I want to make music, I'm just going to use my voice. And that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years, you know? And at some point when I feel like it, I'll learn how to create music for real. <laughs> like, not, 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 that not, what I'm, not that what I'm doing is not music for real, but I'll learn to produce when I have the energy to. But I lack nothing. That's my point. I lack nothing to do the thing. And I, and I do th think that sometimes we dream in this big ideal way, which is great. It's beautiful. It gives us something to aspire to. But I don't want you to see that big thing and you shrink down to be like, oh, I don't have what I need to do the thing. You do. Just do it in a way that you can with, within your capacity. That's it. If you have the energy. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, thank you for that, Shay. Thank you. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Those annoying ads that try to convince you that you're lacking. I don't know why 89.2% of Americans haven't taken advantage of this incredible opportunity. That part. Yeah. I don't resonate with, with promoting anything, selling anything. And Marissa, I feel like you talked about this yesterday too. I don't like scarcity and don't force my hand into buying something because I'm not going to buy it. If you force me, I'm not doing it no more. I used to be that way. I was, oh my God, where's my credit card? I got to get it right now. You know? And now I'm just like, no, I'll, I'll get it when I feel like it. And I'll wait until the next time if it closes. You know what I mean? Like rushing is not my energy right now. It's just not. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. LB says, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Like, what can you control? It all goes back to that. Aw. Kisses to you, the American woman. Thank you. Selling by scarcity. Exactly. I can't stand it. Can't stand it. And even when I would, like, take these, like, webin webinars and courses and stuff like that, and they're like, you have to do it like this. It never felt right to me. It felt yuck. It felt, <laughs> yuck is like a term I get from my mom when I was younger. And like if stuff, if stuff was poison and stuff, she'd be like, that's yuck. <laughs> you know, so I carry that with me now. Um, but that's yuck. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that like energy of like, you have to do it. Like trying to twist my arm into something or twisting other people's arms. That's not the person I am. Here's my thing. I've never been a saleswoman. This is my offering. If you want to do it, great. If not, wonderful. I'll catch you online. You know, so yeah. Anywho. Hi, Trish. Welcome. I'm happy that you're here. Welcome. I hope you're enjoying your, your stay. Um, this applies to visual arts so much. Yes. Creating what you can with your means. Yes. Yes. I teach this to my students. Oh, that's beautiful. And through my work as well. Yes. It is so important in this vapid social media age. That part. That part. We got to have a whole conversation about art because it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Hi, Celine. Celine says, I have a question. Maybe you have some advice. I started my bachelor project. It's going to be a book 
about feelings for children. That's beautiful. I felt so called to that. That's awesome. I did so much research and I felt and felt so much passion and joy for this project, but the deadlines and depression are now keeping me down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know how to come back to this flow. It's so hard for me that there has to be a final pro- product at the end. Do you have some advice on this? So I'm, I'm taking it that you're in school. And so sadly in school, deadlines do exist. And that sucks because art does not work that way. Um, however, I would say this, what I would do in this situation, I would give them just enough like to, to get the thing done. And then once I'm done with school or the semester or this project, then I'm going to pour my energy into it and doing it the way that I want to. And the, the, I know I don't, okay. What I'm trying to say is there are, there's a rubric. There, there are things that we have to do in school to get, to get it done. But that doesn't mean that the art that you want to do for yourself, like if you want to do this project for yourself, because this sounds beautiful, a book about feelings for kids, beautiful, right? But after the semester is done, then you can give yourself time and space to do it how you really want to do it. Because I don't think that good, creativity is interesting because I think that with limitations and deadlines, creativity does thrive. But if those deadlines are too harsh or unrealistic or just like randomly man-made, then it just, it limits the ability to be creative. So I would just say, take your time with it after you're done school. I don't know if that helps, but you don't have to stop creating. Just like when painters paint, they say like, they're never really done, right? They're like, they're like, okay, that's enough. They decide to be like, okay, I'm done. I'm finished. But there's always something more to do the same way. Like you can, and you can always like paint white over and start over on a canvas. So the same thing with your book, like you can do what you have to do to appease these people, whoever those, you know, teachers, professors are. And then when you're done, do the thing your way, how you want to do it. That's what I would do. I don't know if that helps. I don't know. I hope that helps. <laughs> and also anybody else can offer anything in the chat as well. Um, but yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Trying to teach business concepts in a spiritually aligned way. Speaking of which, Marissa has a, let me pull it up. Please, Marissa, share with us. But Marissa has a webinar coming up. Please forgive me if I'm using the wrong language. Um, let's see. Talking about how to help black women start their own online business. Let me get the link. And that's Tuesday, I believe, next Tuesday. Sorry, I'm scrolling. Yes, okay. Next Tuesday, August 1st, 1st at 8 p.m. Oh, man, how do I? Oh, okay, I can do the link. So if you want to do it in a spiritually aligned way, please check out Marissa Paste. Yay. Okay, awesome. Yay. Um, hi, VAM experience, VAM experience. Um, thanks for being such a safe space and to just be, I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me just be. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I feel like, okay. Referencing Buddhism, an emotion like anger can be called vara anger, diamond anger. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, if it's not tainted with greed and selfishness. Ooh, I like this. It says, but scroll, scroll, scroll. Instead, motivated by feeling sorry for people plagued by suffering and ignorance. Yes. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because there is even scripturally, whatever, righteous anger. That's a thing. Like it should, it should enrage you that people are starving. It should make you angry when people are harmed. It should make you upset when people are like 
being oppressed and pushed to the side. That should, that should make everybody angry. And that anger can be used as fuel to make change, right? But if you shame me into saying like, oh, you angry black woman, right? Like, then I'm ashamed of being angry so I won't share it and I won't fight for what I think is right. I got, I got feelings, y'all. <laughs> I got feelings, but anyway, yes, thank you. Okay, yes. So Marissa says, that's right. Start your bit online business from scratch on ooh, August 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, please check it out, y'all. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, I'm glad that helped. I'm happy. Okay, wonderful. Yay, yay. Okay. All right, y'all. Oh, peace and love, sorry. A question, as an artist, how do you make ends meet? I'm new in the music business. Any advice is helpful? Okay. Ooh, that's a loaded question. How do I make ends meet? For me, I had to cut back a lot. Um, I can't, just being honest, because the life I want to live, it does come with sacrifice. Like, um, I don't, at this point in my life, right now, today, I don't, uh, I cut back on certain things to be able to live as free as I want to be. Um, also, people will say, what is the word that people use? Diversify your income or something like that. Making money through different means. So I write, I, I was a photographer. I'm not that anymore. I was a photographer. I'm a musician. I stream. I hold uh, spaces for people so people can come. I also have a Patreon for people to support me. And I'm literally living uh, month by month, if I'm just being 100% honest with you. <laughs> month by month right now. And I am okay with that. I'm, I'm grateful for a mother that allows me to stay here <laughs> um, to get on my feet. Me and my husband have lived in an RV before. We've lived in a car. What else? We also lived in Baltimore. Shout out to the Baltimoreans out there. Um, but yeah, like we just, we, I guess we just live, I don't want to say we live within our means, but I mean, yeah, like I think because I know the life I want to live and I know it's probably going to take me time to get to where I want to get to. Um, there are some sacrifices that I do make. And one of those things that I want to do that we're going to do is like going to Mexico, for example, to be able to afford um, more things with what we already have. So, yeah. So it's, it's a slow growth, falling and getting back up and trying again. But we getting there. Um, so when I... When I have more to share, I'll share it with you. I, I, I guess I feel like I'm stumbling through this question, but I hope it's helpful at least a little bit. Uh, being an artist sometimes is tough. And um, people will say like people who can't do teach, I don't believe that. I think people teach because they love teaching um, and we need teachers, but also like people gotta make a living, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, listen, there's no shame. <laughs> I, I literally, I had shame. I don't, I, I don't have shame anymore. It is what it is. It is what it is, you know? Yes, I am an Aquarius. Thank you for asking. Thanks for asking. Okay, yay, y'all are registered. That makes me happy. Awesome. Exactly. Even even the God of the Bible is angry with wicked every day. Exactly. Exactly. That part. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Hey, Ashay, I'm also in school and out of pure passion. However, those deadlines are usually mood killer. Yes, they are. It, it, it provides stress that you just don't need. <laughs> what has helped me is putting meditation music or affirmations on and use and use the app that I, that I think are cute. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Yay, Aquariuses, Aquariuses. Um, let's see. The Dark Knight says, I'm all for people staying with their families in today's world. Absolutely, same. Um, these landlords are scamming, <laughs> scamming down, okay? Scamming, yes. Um, you hear me, they raising rent 
on the raising rent rent on why you sleep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we lived in DC, um, for a time and they were going to double the rent and we had to leave. We lived in Southeast DC and they were doubling the rent cause they're gentrifying the area and we had to leave. Um, it's getting rough. It's a little rough. Um, I love women supporting women. Me too. Especially black women. I just signed up. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to go from thought to action in my business. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And please subscribe to um, Marissa's channel as well too. Hey, shout out to all the Aquariuses out there. I don't know what that means, but we out here. <laughs> we out here. Yes. Yes. Um, of course you're an Aquarius. Y'all so carefree. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'll be stressed. I'm not going to hold you. I be stressed sometimes, okay? I be stressed. <laughs> but no, yes. I appreciate that. Um, child, I just, I just started school and I'm ready to leave. Listen, I feel you. I feel you. I might go back to school later to get my, I'm thinking about it, getting my degree in uh, interpreting for sign language. That's another thing. Another conversation, more trauma from other professors and stuff like that, racist professors. But we'll see. We'll see what the, we'll see what the spirit says. Dr. Kimani's an Aquarius too. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, honestly, there's peace with living day to day, week to week. Yep. It reminds me of the story of Mana. That, listen, that story gets me every time, every time, not hoarding and believing that God's going to provide. That's hard. <laughs> That's hard. And I will say as a testament, like living as an artist, like being aligned and knowing the thing, um, it's been shaky sometimes. I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but all my bills get paid. All my bills get paid. So I'm opting into abundance. So like I, I might not have everything I want. I might not know what I'm going to be doing next month, but every month I'm taken care of. I am. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Chica, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yes, yes. Hey, I just moved from Southeast DC, born and raised there. Hey, shout out to you. I wasn't born, nor was I raised there, but I did live there. But shout out to y'all, um, right on the border. I'm in PG County, so shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, no wonder y'all so dope. All these Aquariuses, <laughs> I'm a Leo, so Aquarius is my sister sign. Hey, this is me doing, um, Jamal can do this better than me, but whatever, this. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Yay, oh God, LB, rent is like two thirds my pay right now. LB, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Bay Area. It's beautiful, but it's it's expensive. It's expensive. Yes, sign language is fun. And I, that's what I went to school for. My degree is in deaf studies. So it's deaf culture and also um, sign language. But you also learn about like accessibility, uh, disabilities, all these different things. So, so yeah, so I have the foundations, but the work to go through the whole program to become an interpreter, the, the trauma from my old professors telling me that I would never be anything, I'm not good, blah, blah, blah. Like that has resonated with me for a long, or stuck with me, not resonated, stuck with me for a long time. And I feel like I'm just now coming out of that. Um, and that pressure that school puts on you, it destroyed my confidence. And I'm still re rebuilding that. Um, but I'm thinking about like maybe like a couple of years or so, there's no rush, go back to get my interpretation uh, degree and become an interpreter, a freelance interpreter at some point. So maybe, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm trying to enjoy every moment. Yes. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy early birthday, Ashley. Shout out to you. Yay. Stay cool. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Um, sign language. I've been learning it on and off of my... Oh, awesome. Sh Chanel. I think it's Chanel. Welcome. I'm happy. That makes me happy. I feel like more people should learn sign language. Um, 
for accessibility's sake. And it's beneficial. Like I like that me and Jamal sometimes can sign to each other. <laughs> and we like without talking, we know what we're saying. Um, but yes. <laughs> okay, Southeast, we in the building. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Your content resonates so much. In oh, that makes me happy, KD. Of course. Thank you for asking. Thank you for allowing me to open up. Um, Alicia, I told you we claiming you in Southeast. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you. I'm from, you know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Southeast is maybe like... I'm trying to be safe on the internet, but Southeast is about like, it's less than, it's not, it's, it's very close. I'll say that. It's very close to me. <laughs> it's very close. Hey, hey, shout out to you and Trish. Yes, yes. But I have to fix that ratio. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like people are trying to survive. People got to survive. So I get it. I understand. I understand. You're welcome, Ashley. You're welcome. Um, Anna, Anna Amelia V says, I got rid of Wi-Fi in my house and it's great to have an extra 75 in my pocket. Yeah, that's beautiful. Listen, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Marissa says, girl, me too. I'm so sorry. Yeah. How professors work to destroy your confidence is a whole discussion. Yes. Like, oh, we got to talk about that. Because yes, they do. I came out of school. I went into school like hopeful and exciting and, and you know, ready, you know, and in that process, I had this I had this professor who wanted to destroy me. Like she had it out personally for me. And then it was confirmed later on that she was racist. And I was sometimes one of maybe like three black people in the class and sometimes the only black person in the class. So it all adds up now. Um, and I feel like I'm still healing from that. From those events, it was a lot of stuff that happened on top of each other. I'm still like, I remember my grandmother passed when I was in school and that's a whole other thing. My grandmother passed while I was in school and my professor, I guess, was like, oh, you're going to have to prove, like, what? So I had to bring the pamphlet with my grandmother on it. And she's like, oh, that covers, that doesn't cover the days that you were gone. Girl, my family's from Philly. Like, how am I, anyway. <laughs> so, so that whole thing, but she was just like, she was an antagonizer. Um, and that wore on me, my self-esteem, my peace, my mental health. And I had to, I, I graduated like barely, <laughs> but barely with my confidence. And I went right into school and, um, and I didn't have the confidence to complete my program. And I, and I dropped out. I dropped out of like, you know, graduate school or whatever they call it. The point after getting your degree. Um, Cause I just, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. And so I feel like I'm, I'm building, rebuilding myself from the ground up, you know, with God, with community. And then when I get to that place where I feel like I have the capacity, then I will. But I know right now I'm still fragile in those academic spaces. So, so yes, <laughs> yes. Academia wore me out. It wore me out. Um, it's worth the peace, but also rent is ridiculous. Yeah, rent, rent is crazy. People need to live somewhere. Why are we, why are we charging so much? Why? Because <laughs> they can, because we know we need it, because they know we need it. Um, I miss the East Coast every now and then, but I'm happy here. Anyone in the Midwest, shout out to you. Ooh. The only place that I've been in the Midwest, that's a lie. I'm a lie. I've been to Missouri, Chicago, Missouri. I gave general Missouri because then we've been to St. Louis. We've been to St. Louis. We've been to a few places. But yeah, shout out to the uh, Midwest. Um, C Boogie, C Boogie Sings. I love that name. Um, you hit something. The trauma of music conservatory. Mm. Feeling, not, feeling of not being good enough. Professors not supportive and confidence destroying. Yeah, PTSD for real. For sure. Absolutely. A lot of people don't talk about that either, but absolutely. Like I've, I've heard a lot of professors talk about it, like people who are tenured and stuff like that, um, talk about their trauma, especially as a black women in those academic spaces and black men 
But like, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about like schooling, like how you as a student are traumatized. And maybe they are, maybe they just haven't seen it. But um, yeah. <laughs> What's the professor's name so I can tell her about herself? <laughs> I appreciate you, optimistic girl. I'm not gonna say that name because the community, first of all, the deaf community is very small. The interpreting community is very small. And sadly, you gotta play the game of respectability even in that because because the community is so small, you might be on an assignment with, an, with another person and she might be there. So, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> Thank you for your content. Oh, you're welcome. And big hugs, I'm a hugger. Yes, absolutely. God will deal with those people, absolutely. Um, Alicia, you are also invited to a panel that I'm doing on this. Yes, please share with me. I would love to show up. Um, yes, God will deal with those people. That's, that's what I'm trying to rest in, like whatever girl. <laughs> like I, whatever girl, forget it. <laughs> um, yes, I had a professor call me out because I pronounced a word, a word wrong in class. Okay, I have thoughts. He was a racist white man. I literally worked, I really want to cry after class. I was scared to raise my hand after that moment. Yes, yes. And Mara, I'm so sorry. That shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. A lot of professors get off on making students feel small. It is tacky. It's terrible because it's like, I'm looking to you for guidance. Why do you have to make me feel small? Like, why are you intimidated by me? It's, it's weird. It's weird. And I hope that you know that has nothing to do with you. Like, I'm so sorry, Mara. Racist people in mentorship roles is a serious issue. Too many of us, if not all, have been impacted by this. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm so sorry, yeah. I had to miss my great-grandmother's funeral to take a final exam. You see what I'm saying? I'm really sorry about that, Marissa. That's awful. Yeah, we gotta have a conversation, cause, oof. Yeah. Um, you are helping me. I have I have been frustrated because I'm supposed to supposed to move and it has been a source of fear and embarrassment. So I appreciate you saying there's no shame and it is what it is. Yeah, there's no shame. Listen, do what you gotta do. Community is there for to be community. <laughs> like I, I posted something the other day. I was like, yeah, like there's no shame in asking for help. I know like you're not a real adult if you're still living with your parents. And mama, throw it away. It's stupid. Everywhere, everywhere else in the world. <laughs> lives together. It's only here that we're, that we're shamed for asking for help. Like in other places, it's the standard. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing. A mine was a racer, racist counselor in high school. I'm sorry about that. I really am. Ugh. It's like, you don't have a chance. You're a baby. You don't even have a chance. Oh, Michigan. Shout out to Michigan. What is it? Pure Michigan? Pure Michigan, shout out to y'all. Hey, Marcus, it's good to see you. I hope your day's going wonderfully. Are you on break? Um, professor and majority of these institutions are white supremacists, for sure. I mean, the, the whole institution, I have thoughts. The whole institution is elitist. So like, it makes sense. Maybe shadow work can help elevate jealousy in a way. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, I say do your thing with sign language on social media and get noticed that way. Okay, so this so um all things oh i appreciate that first of all thank you for sharing that um however it would be me co-opting culture if i did that if i signed um so like i know there are a lot of hearing people like hearing people who sign music and like songs and stuff like that who interpret songs that would actually be me being a culture vulture because that is not my culture and i can't do that so i want to respect deaf culture um and so as an interpreter i am literally just there to provide access but like their language, like their language, their culture is inherently theirs. And so for me to do that online would be disrespectful to them. 
and, and it's not that's not to you. I, I appreciate you offering that as a su- suggestion. A lot of people don't know that. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm currently going through this. I have been in an emotionally unsafe supervisor position, relationship, excuse me. And this job could be a great place for me if it wasn't this person. Yeah, yeah. It's like they always ruin. <laughs> they always ruin everything. It is cruel. It is cruel. And it's unrealistic. And it's, it's priming us for the workplace so that they, we don't have grace with ourselves. We're not allowed to be human. So it's, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. My conspiracy theories is coming out. It's a scam. <laughs> Listen, it's been incredible living with my family. I love that. The amount of building and supporting we've been doing with each other has been amazing. Yes. 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 I love that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice the typos. <laughs> Listen, I didn't notice the typos at all. It's all good. I know you can spell. Um, I used to feel so much shame about moving home for a few. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Better that than to be out there struggling on your own. Like, especially if you have parents that'll let you stay, you know? Oh, for a few years. Yeah, yeah, there's no shame in that. Living with my mom has been the best experience for me. We're a team and our relationship is strengthened because I've gotten to know her as an adult. Ooh, that's good. And she shared more of her life stories with me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm. All right, Courtney. Courtney, first of all, I love the way that you spelled this. Courtney, how do you deal with rejection? I know it's a normal aspect of one's life, um, but it's rough and hard not to beat yourself up about it. Yeah, rejection hurts. Rejection sucks. Um, how do I deal with rejection? I cry. <laughs> I feel. I complain. I journal. Um, I pray. I allow myself to feel the rejection. And at some point, like, because I think, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's all good to hear. Well, rejection, it's not really rejection of you. It's them and da, da, da. But we're human and it hurts, you know. How do I deal with it, though, is when I, when I have grieved, after I have grieved and gotten through my stuff, I allow myself to start, like, putting myself back together because of that rejection. Um, think of what else could be possible. Is it really a rejection of me wholly or is it a rejection of what I'm trying to do? This is not a rejection of me as a person. And even if it is, what if it has nothing to do with me? You're talking to a girl who has been rejected a lot, okay? A lot. Who has been uh, rejected. And in some ways, to be completely honest with you, I'm still healing from a lot of that stuff. Um, I know people say like time heals all wounds. I don't think that's true. I think that being honest about the stuff and healing, trying to trying to be as honest as possible in safe spaces. And then also like reaffirming yourself, being around people who don't reject you, um, trying not to reject yourself, even though that work is hard. Um, I feel like that's what's been, that's what's been helpful to me. And I probably need to, I probably need to think about that. But a big part of my journey has been community. It's not me, it's not me healing in a vacuum. Like Marcus is here. Marcus has been my best friend since 2002, 2002. Yeah. And, um, I love him like and he you know even though like my my worth is not rooted in him I have people around me who remind me that I am not rejected that I am that I do that I that I that I matter in community because I feel like we all want to belong it's great to be like I matter I'm wonderful like it's great but we do want that affirmation from other people (laughs) like like we do want that belonging and affirmation from people and it's okay to be sad about it um it's okay to be honest about it. And when you're honest, that is how you heal. But also being around safe people is also how you heal. Um, people who remind you of who you are. People who will turn you back to yourself and not allow you to reject yourself. Uh, that's been a real a huge part of my healing process. 
I'm gonna have to go in a second, guys. My voice is getting a little, <clears throat> but yes. Yes, it's all good. It's all good. I hope that help, helps Courtney. And I'll come back to talk more about rejection. Um, I might just have to journal through it and think about it some more. But yeah, yeah. Um, listen, intergenerational living is how we've done things for thousands of years. Yes. We're meant to live in community learning from elders. Hello? Like, yes. Everything here is so backwards. Excuse me. And because of capitalism, excuse me, and seeing people as products and as money makers, people who are discarded are those who are seen on the fringes. And those includes like, you know, people who are pushed to the side, but also like, also like the, the elders in our community, the children in our community, right? The folks with disabilities in our communities, like all those people who are not seen as enough are pushed to the side here. And so we're then again, that, that harm that we're taught to inflict on other people, like that, that internalize, like, oh, I need to get away from these kind of people, right? Oh, I, I'm afraid of getting older. I'm a, I, I don't want to be around my elders. They're, they're a burden. Like these kind of, this kind of language we, we regurgitate from the society that is evil um, and, and corrupt, corrupt. This institution wants us to disconnect from community. Yes, wants us disconnected from community. They want us out here struggling to make credit card payments and rent payments to keep us under their thumb. That part, hello? Everything here, I got thoughts about America. I got thoughts, <laughs> I got thoughts. Hey, Invincible Summer, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. But yes, I have thoughts. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're wanting to help and you're being blocked, sometimes you have to take action against the BS. Yes. If you have the backing of the black deaf community, then you are not cultural true. Okay. Fair. That's true. That is true. Um, that is true. I'm just, I'm just listening to what they have told me. And I'm just like, I trust you. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, got it. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I went to school, I wanted to actually teach sign language. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a teacher. And I wanted to teach sign language because in my school, in high school, there was no ASL program. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna learn ASL and then come back and teach it to the students. And then I was told like, oh, actually you as a hearing person cannot teach deaf culture, nor can you teach ASL. And so I was like, why? And they were like, basically because this is, this is you as, in, as a guest coming into their community, learning their things and taking it back. And then for your benefit, for your market, because of how deaf folks have been treated here, right? It is kind of like an insult to them, a slap in their face. And so I was like, okay, got it, understood, right? So like that, I guess that's, I don't know what the equivalent to that would be for like black folks, but there are just some things that we're just like, no, <laughs> you can't do that, right? And so I think because the culture, the people in that culture create their own rules, I'm just gonna respect their rules. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's just how I, how I, you know, how I wanna move in that culture, so yeah. But I, but I hear you. I understand that. I appreciate that. All right. Yay. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, yay. Hi, Ina. Hi. Or Ina. Hello. Um, unfortunately, I can't move home because I'm LGBTQ. Okay. And also, my elder siblings with kids always get help as they have numerous kids. I'm really sorry about that kid death. I am. I am. Um, that part. The Dark Knight says, that's different. If your original environment was toxic, by all means, get up out of there. For real. For, if it's not safe, go. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is what I was thinking about Chica. <laughs> I was gonna say this. White people teaching black studies. I feel a way about that. I don't know if we collectively have decided to, <laughs> to feel a way about that, but it's a little weird to me. Um, I would, I would rather, I would prefer to learn uh, black studies, black history, black literature from black folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my preference. 
Um, and I kind of look sideways and people are like, mm, why are you here, girl? Girl, girl. But yeah, I don't know how we collectively decide to feel about that. But yes. <laughs> Marissa says, yes, chosen family is still family. Period. That's it. Period. Sometimes it's not the family you're born into. Sadly. Sometimes it's not the family you're born into. Chosen family is still family. And if you gotta, if you gotta stay with friends, do you know what I'm saying? Like, do what you have to do. Okay, I feel a way. Same. <laughs> same. 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 Okay, listen. I'm, it's just a little weird for me. It's weird. It's weird. Um, Chica, and them teaching that slavery was beneficial because black slaves learned this part. And, and I think that's a big, that's a big thing, right? It's like, from what lens are you teaching this? As someone who has no tie, really, except that you're, you might have friends or community members um, and you may have studied it, but aside from that, it's almost like you, it's almost like you're, you're on the outside teaching something from an inside's perspective. How? Right? How? Like you can empathize, you can, or sympathize, I guess. You can sympathize, you can, you can respect, you can honor, but can you really, can you really teach it? You know what I'm saying? Like you can teach the facts, but if, if, if we're put if we're giving, Mm, people leeway it's like almost like I don't trust y'all I history has shown that y'all have not been necessarily trustworthy with our history with our history and the truth of what's happening I don't know yes I do know that because what I said is what I feel is what I feel <laughs> I'm gonna stand on it it's a little weird <laughs> uh they get to teach it but we don't hey A.O. Hamer the artist yes hello welcome here's another beautiful black woman to follow she's an artist she's amazing please check out her work she's amazing chica says we have decided it's a no it's a no it's 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 giving no <laughs> please don't do this but yeah but all of my um black studies like black literature all that stuff um has been taught by black women I, no, no. I had a I had a world history teacher who was a black man, but he taught it from a black perspective. Also, I grew up in PG County, so my teachers mostly were black. So that's a privilege there. But yeah, yeah. Um, yes, lots of white professors are teaching African studies. So since they since they bold enough, I'm pretty I'm petty enough. My degrees are in European studies. I love when they look at me crazy. First of all, yes. Collectively, white people should not be teaching. Okay, this is how I feel. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. <laughs> Y'all, I fear they're trying to bring it back by teaching it as beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's enraging. I, I just, like, is this real life? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Shout out to uh, Queen. But it's like, what is happening? Is this really happening? And it is. It is. And even, like, the thought of, whatever, we're here now. Even a thought of, like, how dare you say that I learned skills or my ancestors learned skills from being enslaved when they had the skills that you all were exploiting? Help. Make that make sense? Can someone, can someone make that make sense? Please. BS, they took the architects, thank you. They took the architects, botanists, etc. They also took the strongest, so like, it's not, it's not adding up. <laughs> nah, not even the facts, that part. The facts be some, some, you know, some, you know what sometimes absolutely BS. It do. It do be. You're right. You're right. Oh, <laughs> you did. We're about to wrap up, but it's okay. I'm gonna leave it up for replay, but I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're here. Y'all again, A.L. Hamer is amazing. 
amazing. Her art is so beautiful. And her talks are beautiful. So all my artists, creatives, please go follow A.O. Hamer. For real. Um, let's see. White people constantly telling black people that they're better at knowing how black people feel. It's, mm, it's a mess. Um, how can you, how can you put, excuse me, how can you out black and uh, a living and breathing black person experiencing life? You can't. And that's the problem. That's the problem. We were cracking up in Themis' chat about that. Actually, George Washington made trade pies for his slaves. <laughs> it was chill. It's not funny, but it's funny. Cause that's how ridiculous they sound. That's how ridiculous they sound. Almost 80% of diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders are white women. Listen, when I saw that statistic, I was like, how? That's amazing to me. It's amazing. Um, it's so beneficial. White people can try it out then. Hello? <laughs> Be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Um, if you don't know the difference between locks and box braids, <laughs> you don't need to be teaching me nothing. Listen, listen, that's funny. <laughs> this is giving me such a headache because the harm that has been done is beyond disgusting, beyond. And they keep, they keep playing, our playing in our face. Like they keep playing in our faces. And I'm just like, that's why sometimes I, just, I, I can't do the news. I can't keep up with everything. I just cannot. And I know I have to be informed, but I just, I don't, I can't. I can't keep being connected and plugged into harmful stuff. It's just not going to, because I feel in a lot of ways powerless in a, in a way because these people, it's like, do I have to get a degree and then go all the way to the top and then fight to clamor and to change the system? Or can I make some change here in some way? And I guess that's what I'm trying to do in my own sphere of influence, make the changes that I want to see. Um, but yeah. Um, and they're, they're the worst. They start ish, then cry when they're called out. Yeah. Yes. Like, how you throwing rocks and mad because now I'm fighting you because you threw rocks at me, <laughs> you know? But yes, that's a cold conversation. For another day, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, we have spent two and a half hours together, y'all. I appreciate you um, being here, conversing with me. Thank you for staying here with me, talking with me. Thank you all for, uh, what do you call it? Giving, <laughs> giving to this community, offering, offering yourselves to this community, to each other, for being so generous and kind to one another. This is one of my favorite places to be. I appreciate y'all for real. I do. Um, you're having a huge impact here. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Marissa. And so are you. So are you. And yes, y'all, please don't forget, follow Marissa, follow Mara, um, A.O. Hamer. And Marissa has a workshop. Do I have a link? Paste. Okay, there we go. The workshop. Uh, um, I said workshop. On Tuesday, August 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please check it out. If you are um, th looking to start a business uh, in alignment with yourself. Sorry, I'm looking at y'all comments. It's so funny. Um, A.O. Hammer, Hammer um, that stat about diversity leader is wild. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't do the news either. Yes. Protect your peace. You're making change here. Thank you, A. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't know if you want me to say your first name, but I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I say bump their tears. Listen, how many tears we cried? How many tears indigenous folks cried? Literally, like trail of tears like I just can't I can't do the fragility because when do we ever get to be fragile you know what I'm saying like when do under your systems when do we ever get to be fragile a lot of my ancestors couldn't even process their pain and their emotions and think about their mental health because they were trying to survive I just I don't yeah the amount of and it's the thing like it's whatever the amount of um, white women that have tried to tell me they are more of a black woman than I am because I, they have biracial kids, please. I can't. 
It's ridiculous. I tell them they can never be me or outdo me. It's why that's crazy. The audacity in Gaul to even say that speaks to white privilege. Like, why would you ever say that to somebody? How does that make sense? <laughs> We've been on like five different tangents this whole lot. We have. <laughs> it's been a lot. But I'm here for it all. I'm here. Not Becky should think she's black. Hello? Because what? Girl, please, please. But anyway. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Well, I appreciate y'all. I love you all. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wonderful weekend. Yeah. The dots, the ellipses, like the silence. Yes. And have all, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, yes. Hearts tomorrow. Yes. Please, please support Mar, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, thank you. Soul nourishing as always. That makes me happy. Yes. Love to all of you guys. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are amazing. I appreciate you. And let's not get trapped in a dignity trap. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yes, much love to you guys. Have a beautiful day. Love you all. Love yourselves. Love each other. And listen, whenever you feel that envy rising up, that jealousy, remember that you are abundant. You lack nothing, no good thing. Take that as an invitation to go inward, to love yourself more, and to connect with community, to ask for help. Because you're worth it. You're abundant. You're worth it. All right. Love you guys. Have a good day. Bye.